Uh, my name is Neil, and this is Uncommon. My name is Jordan Shanks, and you're listening to Uncommon. My name is Isaac, and this is Uncommon. This podcast is brought to you by Morale Media. Are you an entrepreneur or maybe a marketer who wants to grow their business through content production? Maybe you're sick of dealing with agencies or want an outsourced solution that actually fits a budget? Well, Neural Media, our business, can help you with simple and affordable content production, saving you time and money by taking away that pain of producing the content. If you want to learn more, just head to neural.com slash media, which is N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E dot com slash media. Play around with our pricing. Have a look at all the different options that you have. Request or consider requesting a callback from me personally. If you have a friend that runs a business or is a marketer, do send them our way. It will help us keep the lights on and producing more juicy content. Listeners to this show receive a special discount by using the promo code UNCOMMON. If you want to learn yourself as to how to create content, maybe you want to make a podcast or your very own video, just download our free series on how to create a podcast and video at the very bottom of neural.com slash media. Welcome to another episode of Uncommon, the podcast that helps you build your knowledge, skills, and mindset through interviews with unique individuals. My name's Jordan Michaelides, and I'm your host. This week's episode is a special for the 2019 Melbourne International Comedy Fest, where we sat down to talk shit about the comedy business with some of our favorite comics here in Australia. Our guests this week included Neil Kolhatkar, Isaac Butterfield, and Jordan Shanks, or Friendly Geordies as he's commonly known. Neil is a comedian. He's a stand-up comic, content creator, and actor with a powerful audience built from his humble beginnings on YouTube. You can also find him acting on network TV shows, including Channel 10, Street Smart, and ABC's Virgin Bush. Isaac, or the Buttsman, as he's commonly known, is a comedian, stand-up comic, and content creator, well known for dissecting the status quo of culture through his satirical commentary on YouTube. Jordan Shanks, or Friendly Geordies, is a comedian, stand-up comic, and content creator of Australian YouTube prominence, known for his exceptional commentary on Australian culture and politics. He also hosts the Friendly Geordies podcast, which I do recommend you go check that out. Uh, there's countless gems in this two-hour episode. Uh, it's quite a banger. Uh, there's a lot in there, including where we spoke about each comic's individual rise, internet versus mainstream comedians, differences in style, their process, outrage and strange complaints, bombing on stage, fast food of choice, and of course, we all discussed our shitty first jobs. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to like the rest. Do subscribe on your podcast app. Or if you like this so much, consider leaving us a rating. That will be absolutely amazing if you can do that. Uh, show notes and all our previous guests can be found at neural.com slash podcast. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E dot com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Our regulars for coming back. Our newbies for giving us a shot. I hope you'll enjoy this conversation talking shit. Boys. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Hello. The boys. <laughs> How's your day been? Fantastic. I've yeah. been uh, running around the streets of Melbourne dressed in this fancy, very loud outfit 
and just not fitting in at all, but it's been good. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy Melbourne. It's a very nice place. How do you guys find being down for the Comedy Fest? Like, is it something that you look forward to every it's, year? It's my first time and I've really enjoyed it. I'm obviously, Neil's done it heaps more than me, but uh, it's a really good It's a really good experience. Yeah, I love it. Assuming the shows are going well and the crowds are decent, it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, yeah, it's, it's a nice chat. It gets more and more Blade Runner every year you come <laughs> here, though, don't you reckon? Because <laughs> it's just so? a maze. Melbourne is just all these tall buildings that have ominous blinking uh, red yeah, lights yeah, yeah. at the end of the night. I don't know why. And you're just blinking. walking around and everything is just ramen bars. That's the only thing that's, that's open. It true, is the yes. opening scene to Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, well, nice chair. Harrison nice Ford camp. somewhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a good point, though. Like, uh, how long have you been coming to Melbourne for shows? Uh, four years, I reckon. Okay. And well, I'm the veteran it, it here. It changes. I mean, Mel- six. Melbourne is six? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've been part of the Comedy Festival. This is the 10th year I've been part of the Comedy Festival. Shit. Wow. Uh, I did Class Clowns in 2009, and then I did two Teenage Galas in 2020, uh, 2010, 2011, 2012. I was an usher for Ronnie Chang's show. Good old Ronnie Chang. At 18, and then uh, 2013 Comedy Zone, and from 2014, I've done shows. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Melbourne's changed a lot in the last five to six years in particular. Like if you mm. if you had looked particularly like the west part, where are you staying at the moment? Oh, straight smack bang in the city. Okay, like Swanston or Collins Street or You've something. You've exhausted else. my knowledge of Melbourne. I don't know, <laughs> 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 but it's like where all the scary buildings are. Yeah, because like if you go down to the western part of the city, so down near Swanston, sort of Latrobe area, it is basically like being in Hong Kong now. Yeah. Like all yeah. the buildings are these siloed, tiny apartment blocks and they just go up like 40, 50 stories. And there's and like 20 my place. Like and then I was like, can I have a blind that works? And they were just like, no. <laughs> so I just sit in the dark in this tiny little like pod. You know, it's, it's, dude, wow. walking into Melbourne is like walking into the future of Sydney. It'll be Sydney in five years as well. Nah. But I think like, the, the way that Melbourne is built, is you could only get that huh? here. The way that it's, the way that Melbourne's built, you could only get that here, right? Like just that—that's because there's so much on that side of the city, like old warehouses that have the space for these buildings to just rise from. I'm still confused. What? So they don't give you—you don't have a blind? <laughs> Is there no, a no, window? No, sorry, sorry. I do have. Are a you blind. in solitary that's confinement? My yes, <laughs> that's the long and the short of it. I'm in solitary confinement. Living um, life as Dobby. Underneath somebody's stairs. My, my apartment <laughs> building that I'm in. Where are you saying? Uh, I, I know Melbourne as a rectangle. Okay. I'm yeah, on the too. outer side of the mm, rectangle. Mm. All right. Which, That's how, which outer side though? This one. Okay. <laughs> west? So the left hand side, depending where you're coming from. West, yes, west. And uh, my apartment building, it's an Airbnb and that's the way to go, obviously, when you travel. But uh, I got home the other day to get changed for a show and the lift, the wait for the lift, there's four lifts. The wait for the lift was 25 minutes. Jesus. To get up. The line was outrageous. And this is what people do every afternoon. This is like 5.30. So peak hour, 25, 30 minutes to get up to my floor, level four. Yeah, traffic to your house. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know there were stairs. That is true. stairs. But, but yeah. what, what floor are you on? Wow. Four. Uh, I could have easily uh, taken the stairs. Jesus I just stood there like a dumb white boy, just like forty seconds. It's one of those things though where you're like, all right, a lift is about to come. It's yeah. about to come. I just thought it'd come, and no, it's gonna come. 
Some of them went like, even when I would try to go down, sometimes the lift will go past me and then up to level 40 and then it has to come back down to get me. And it's like, for fuck's sake, can you get me? Yeah. Oh like, I want to go where I'm going. I don't care if anyone else above me. That I'm the most important. <laughs> I've not had these experiences. Coming. You need to come well, over. Where are you staying? I'm staying, I'm staying at Tom's house. Where is he on no. the tube? Yeah, he's in Carlton. So uh, he's got a guest room and I'm staying there. There you go. So, How yeah. much are you paying? I'm, uh, he's a mate, so I'm a... <laughs> Mate's rate, or yeah, just, just nothing. you're a mate? I'm just there. Jesus. Just there for a week. Hey, mate. You can you help us out? You oh, really yeah. shit me, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I want to jump to uh, a bit bit off tangent to you, to your early careers. Uh, you said you've been here for six years. How long? Four. Four. Uh, you've all started in different ways, and you've come onto the scene in a big way in the last few years. Um, Last year, he just shot up. Yeah, Man. big yeah. time. Meteoric um, rise. Meteoric rise, mm. without a doubt. Yeah, it's been it's been very strange. Um, we've all discussed your careers in different ways. I'm just curious, as you look back in hindsight together, how do you look at your different rises, so to speak? Well, I, I view these guys, uh, obviously, as a fan uh, prior to knowing them. And I met Neil through just stand-up around... Uh, the traps. I'm pretty sure I booked you the first time. I paid you to meet you. I paid you to meet me the first time I met you. <laughs> so it wasn't for my comedy. You I just think. wanted to meet me. No, yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed naturally. It. And and I, I the only time meeting Jordan is now. But I've always enjoyed your videos as well. So hello, thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, man. Nice to meet you too, brother. <laughs> but uh, I, I think as as a lot of people say, the rise for different people is very different. A lot of people grind for a long time and don't get too much traction. A lot of people bounce through. Uh, for me, it was making videos for a while and no one giving a shit. Mm. And then- some, How long? Uh, I made videos for about two or three videos a week for probably about eight months to get to a thousand subscribers. Right. And then in like a week, I went from a thousand to 115,000. That's insane. That's yeah. still pretty quick though. I was mm. making videos for like years till I got to 200 subscribers <laughs> or something. In high school, I remember I'd make sketches and my friends made a Facebook group called- Oh, Neil Cole Hacker's new videos, heaps funny, lol, JK, they're all shit. <laughs> and that shit. Facebook group got more likes than my Facebook page. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That's tough. So was, How did you was, keep going? It was great revenge. But you're to, laughing now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Did that like really, really drive you that? Or did, did you just look at it and just think, fuck those people? Yeah, I always had, I, I always had a pretty firm sense of belief that I was going to crack it and I was going to make it. So I just kept plugging along. Mm-hmm. When was the moment yeah, you realised you were gonna you were gonna really make it? it? It mentally or when I actually could see the results and and think when oh, you could see the results. Like was it that Australian two minutes? Yeah, or? probably the Australian two minutes. There was one before that where I did an impression of teenage girls, and that went pretty big. That got me from about a hundred subscribers to a thousand subscribers, and I thought, oh wow, this is amazing. Mm. And then a couple of weeks later, Australian two minutes took me from a thousand to ten thousand in, and that was a long time ago. So. <laughs> Do you think that was a lot of subscribers? This is not then. a jibe at you, but do you think you've made it? I have this conversation in my mind all the time where I'm like, mm. I haven't made, I haven't done shit. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to, because people ask me, what's yeah. it like to see your name and lights and stuff? I'm like, I, I, I don't it's know. It's the new normal, right? It's, yeah, it's just life now. Yeah. Yeah, I struggle with that as well. I do think I, I could tell you I've made it as a YouTuber. Sure. But I think there's definitely a long way to go uh, just as a, as a comedian and as an actor and things like that. No, but Isaac, you've made it. 
All right, just accept it. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, because like, look, Can everyone say that uh, <laughs> just to make me feel better about myself. No, but the fact. Go on, in a circle. Let's you, start. You've it. made it because you've got we that mentality, it. but it. You know, it can also be a double-edged sword where you have that mentality. You're so industrious that sometimes you don't realise you just need mm. to sniff the roses a bit. Yeah, but that and that's isn't a problem. That, isn't that such a difference between the mentality of comedians and rappers? <laughs> rappers will get one hit song and be like, "I made it," and have like a whole album dedicated to how. One how go by Gucci, go by Gucci. And comedians, no matter how big we get, <laughs> we're just like, "Oh, there could be more." Yeah, it's I'm like, not fulfilled. <laughs> but that's always the fear that everything will fall apart tomorrow. For comedians, like, right. because that's my worry. I worry that this is just going to stop next week. Because Isaac, know. Isaac, two words: Carl Barron. Like, <laughs> once people funny. know your name, that's it. <laughs> that's You're true. done for the rest of your life. Just buy more Gucci. It's fine. <laughs> You're going to kill well, it. Thanks for having me. I'm going to. I think the Gucci store's just down the road. <laughs> makes a good point. Like, what about what about you though, Jordan? What? Like, how do you look back at that period? You know, uh, like- it's just an absolute slog because I can't ride with tides. I'm a very, I'm, I'm, I'm a wog like you. <laughs> like it's just once I have something in my head, I'm just like, no, I'm right about this. And I'll argue with my own audience. So they fuck off. And then <laughs> it's always just this <laughs> constant uphill battle. Yeah. So I never had like a made it moment. It was just this five year long argument. And then all of a sudden people came out and they're just like, we still like you. Most people don't, but we do. Like that, that was what happened. So then. you think that your own rise to the, the, the state that you are now was gradual as opposed to that hockey puck? Oh, it was that. Yeah. It was that trajectory, super, super classic slow. uphill. Yeah, yeah. So it was a different, it was a different experience to these guys, but I've learned stuff from watching both of them because they actually understand what people like. I'm, I'm too autistic to understand that. So like, I basically understand what the people like from watching you guys. And then figuring out like, yeah, that's that's a cool technique or like, you know, that's um that's like relatable right. topics or that that kind of stuff. And also you guys just understand the beast that is the net. And I'm always amazed at that. Mm. Because that's something, honestly, that there are maybe ten percent of our generation employed in just being like, Oh, it's some hot chick that knows what Instagram is. Yeah, give her sixty thousand dollars a year to post about orange juice, you know? But, but you guys yeah. actually know what social media is. That's remarkable. I'm how, still I'm still sorry. How so <laughs> what exactly do you mean by that? Do you mean just the sort of content we're putting out? The content you're putting out, the 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 length of the content, the actual like right, the, how right. how relate how you actually get it to relate to an audience, right? How you get it seen. I I you test, guys do it. I test a lot of shit. Like I put something out this week, which was a sketch, and I never do sketches, and it didn't do great, but that's okay. And it's just interesting to see what works because yeah. you can't make yeah. a viral video. A lot of it is trial and error. It's just putting stuff out there and hoping it sticks. Like, I mean, it's it's. I guess it's the same with TV shows and and those type of things. You hope it works, but as you said, it's a it's a slow rise. My rise started uh, in Newcastle in like 2012 when I first started doing my first my first sort of like. I guess it's sort of an open mic thing was like a speech for a school captain where I would just crack <laughs> jokes, right? That was like my first day. Did you get, were you the school captain? No, I got, listen, I, I was three people, right? Three positions, yeah. school captain, vice captain, and then like the head of the SRC. 
I got ahead of the SR. So oh, right. Participation. Yeah. And then I tried. My big movement was I was going to bring in the school hats, right? That all, from the, the next year's year seven had to wear school hats. That was going to be my oh, legacy. And everyone was going to hate me because I made these kids wear school hats, right? And this guy, politics. This guy amazing. stood up. He's like, no, you're doing this as a joke. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is the whole point of it. <laughs> and they put the kibosh on that, which was very upsetting. But uh, the people who always win are like, I'm going to put Coke in the bubblers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're voting for that guy. <laughs> Everyday sport day. And my he gets us. So mine yeah. was like from there, Bro, I started beautiful. doing stand up. And then I started to meet people like Neil and Frenchie and Josh Wade. And I was opening up for these guys on the road. And I saw that they were making videos and they were getting an audience. I thought, well, I need to do that. They all said I needed to do that. And then eventually I just did that. So it was like a five or six years sort of yeah. like thing like that to, to the point I am now. Um, I'm so- shocked more comedians don't see what a lot of us have achieved and, yeah. and just get on the internet. No, I, you it know why. It truly shocks like me. Mainstream no, you comments. said it. You, I remember you saying this what? three years ago. Most comedians would rather get a write-up in the Sydney Morning Herald than have an audience. It's hilarious. Disgusting. That's part of it, that's part of it. yeah. But what, sure. do you, what do you think it is then? Because that's what I reckon it is. They just have this little bubble that they get into and – all they're doing is trying to impress that bubble, which is essentially 200 people in the country. That's the thing, the yeah, they're not thinking about it practically, I think. They're not thinking about, like, appealing to a demographic of yeah. human beings. They don't treat it like a business. And everyone's an individual business in this comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Competing against. Yeah. You're not competing against each other, but you are trying to rise somewhere near the top. And they don't treat it like that. They treat it as, oh, I need to fit into these people. And the only way, mm. even when I started getting gigs in Sydney outside of Newcastle, I, I was kicked out of the so-called echo chamber bubble, that type of thing that I was in. Because obviously I was too, I was, uh, I was. Weren't punk enough. I wasn't punk <laughs> enough, right? I was in the mainstream. I was freaking out. <laughs> I was starting to get rooms in, in Sydney that Neil was doing as well. And then people saw that as like, no, 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 he's not one of us sort of thing. And people freak out like that. Mm, it's Particularly, very tribalistic, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. a tribal thing. Mm. It's trying. They're trying to belong to something. And comedy is their vice, their thing that they get around. And as soon as you start doing stuff online, you're seen as the, the anti, the, the anti-establishment sort of thing. And mm. You're not, you're not cool anymore. It, that is weird, isn't it? Like, it you, is, because that's the whole essence of stand-up comedy. Yeah. It's anti-establishment. But, but, but also all of the comedians in the US have embraced it, but yeah. not here. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like all of the well-known, all the guys that have uh, Netflix-related specials, bar maybe like a Kevin Hart, they've yeah. all embraced social media slash the internet, say YouTube in some sort of way. They have to there. Because the only way because you can get so noticed in America is to have your own audience. Whereas yeah. in Australia, you can climb through the ranks by doing the festivals. And yes, by getting enough write-ups in the Sydney Morning Herald or whatever the publication is, you it's can then get noticed fed. by TV producers. Like a lot of the stuff is like, okay, this is the next guy that you have to like. This is the next comedian that you're going to watch. It's mm. a bit like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, not to name any names, but this is the next comedian that's big and you're going to like them. And they're going to sell out at Melbourne because you've seen them on the TV. Mm. And There's definitely a, a, a hierarchy. 100%. And they pick is. and choose who they the next big ones are. Which is why I, as some white dude, was never going to be a famous comedian in Australia unless I found my own audience. Mm. Yeah. Or took you a know? time machine to the 80s. That yeah. was about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, obviously ways. it's good to have different uh, people of all different uh, Not know. if they don't have skill. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing that's getting pushed thing. up that's, now. Yeah, yeah. Just anyone that just fits the quota, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, but here's the problem. You're not funny at all. <laughs> 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 
rig it. Uh, like, like you look at ABC comedy. 100%. But on the top of that, the fact yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it's more degrading as someone who is a minority. It's more degrading to assume exactly. I've just been handed something because of my skin. And I will say, you know, t- maybe 10, 15 years ago, there might have been less of an appetite for what you could call diverse comedy. Uh, but Definitely. now it's gone so far the other way that you just have to be diverse and then regardless of the quality mm. of the content you're producing, you get pushed up. And both of those are wrong, in yeah. my opinion. But it's weird. Mm. Like, I, I reckon we passed that stage with Wogs on tour. I feel like Wogs yeah. on tour really broke that down. Mm. Nick right. Giannopoulos, oh, those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. in the 80s really sort of changed the landscape in that regard. I remember watching a doco recently. I think it might have been on Netflix about comedy in Australia and how, yeah. how it had changed. And um, it, you, you're right. It's just it's pivoted so far in another direction. It's it's mm. weird like that. And the 80s was a long time ago too. We've got to remember that time yes, 30 goes on. plus 40 years 40 ago. 40 years. You know, 40 years before the 80s, we're talking about the 40s. <laughs> you know, it's it's a long time. <laughs> and 40 years before Good that time. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you <laughs> let, look let back. Let talk. <laughs> if you look back at the 80s from now, 40 years, right? And if you're sitting. Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Listen, my point being. <laughs> no, fuck, no, no. It's a good fuck point. Fuck ABC it's, comedy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was genuinely a, a sad attempt at comedy. I don't know. Look. Me? No, no. <laughs> hey, hey, I did have a the show a- on ABC Comedy. <laughs> did you? Yeah, yeah, I did Virgin Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but I don't look at that as like what... I, I'm thinking more about Sorry. like Tonightly and <laughs> no, stuff like that. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was genuinely sad. I'm talking about the Demi Lardens of the world, who I saw yeah. getting an Uber the other day. <laughs> I didn't hurl abuse. Going back. Um. I'm curious then, you know, you look, you look at this, the, the, the need for mainstream media, it's still in Australia. Do you think you guys have done everything, anything differently as you sort of progressed? Would you sort of tried harder and going from mainstream media at all? I think or you, you lose, just can't. You lose your, you, you lose your uh, stance if you're on the telly as far as a YouTube personality or comedian. You lose this sort of... Not saying that your show mm. did. I, <laughs> Neil's like, I'm just bagging Neil today. Um, I wrote it, a bull. It was a good show. I watched it. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I like you, not because it was on the ABC. Yeah. And um, I just think you lose this. And I'm more talking about not so much your show. I'm talking mm. about like you go on the project and then, you, then you're this and you're that. And mm. I think it's just you need to just find your medium, stick with it and grow it. Like there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people, YouTube channels get more views than the project on a weekly basis. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just do it yourself? Yeah, it's very empowering to be able to do it yourself, and for us to have that opportunity is uh, you know, yeah, we're not, a very unique ha- time in history. Not to have a middleman. I, I still wouldn't. I, I wouldn't completely. I you know, if opportunities in mainstream media come up, uh, depending on whether or not you know I, I I can do them while still having creative freedom online, I wouldn't be against doing them mm. as such, but. The more experience I have uh, delving into mainstream media, there is they're two very separate worlds, yeah. and you're not. There's a bit more notice being taken of social media influencers as such, but that's still there's a complete disconnect between ha- just how powerful a social media audience is, and you know you get a lot of conversations with people who are in mainstream, the powers that be, if you will, sort of assuming that, oh, look, we're giving you the, the next big stepping stone in your career. You know, you can be on a TV show now, you can be on a radio show now. And I still have to think about it like, well, I, I, 
is it really that much? But, you know, how much more of an audience am I actually going to get from doing this? You also are pursuing acting, yeah? Yeah. So that's yeah. where I differ. I just want to do stand-up. Yeah, for sure. I mean? So I guess it's a different kettle of fish between me and you mm. with the whole mainstream thing. Like if you can get a mainstream acting job, pff, I love it. Yeah, I would definitely. Of course. Yeah. I, was, I, was also, I was on a Channel 10 show last year as well. <laughs> It's called Street Smart. Yeah, I One of the that. best shows. Played an Indian Uber driver. <laughs> 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 yep. No cliches. Just there. killing the stereotypes. I also right. went for that role, didn't get it. It was, it was a real show. <laughs> how do you guys view the differences in each style? You know, like how do you look Ooh. at each other's style? Okay. Extremely smart. Okay. Very knowledgeable. I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> well, I know I know that I know enough to form a sort of opinion that's not retarded. Mm. Jordan is very smart, very educated. Neil, very articulate, very smart, very educated. Me, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I am a jack of yeah, all trades. Yeah, you have the most followers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just I, I enjoy both of these guys for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. I really like Neil's stand-up. Mm. Oh, thank you. It's a, it's a very... It's. I look up. To, I look up to Neil as far as the way he performs and the jokes he writes. Definitely, don't, definitely doesn't look up to me physically. No, no <laughs> he's I look six down foot eight, upon and you. I'm five no, foot I look seven, down upon so. you very much. I'd, so I'd categorize it as like, look, Isaac and me. We're kind of we've got an argumentative style. Mm. That's kind of like yeah. this is my opinion. This is why I'm right. And I'll <laughs> that, and like a, a real not tolerate that. There. Yeah, and I think Neil's is observational. Very observational. Neil's is not and, and very confrontational. No, comedy. yeah, I'm not. I'm, there's very few videos where I'm actually myself. Mm. In fact, I'm myself in point. my stand-up, but in almost all my videos, I'm, I'm a character. I will put opinions in there and even sometimes be aggressive with those opinions, but it's always done through satire or through characters. So you're more of a storyteller, whereas you guys are more of commentators, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that. Yeah, I, I that's say, exactly I, it. I don't think I'm a storyteller either. I'm not really doing stories as such, but I'm an act. Really, I'm an actor with a but, lot of my videos. Like they're they're, they're short and sharp, and they're impressive, but they're, it's acting. What but I'm if doing, you look at modern education, you wrote that, right? That's a, it's a script. Yeah, you know, it's a story. Yeah, you, you, it's a story. Yeah, but I just there's, there's a there's a whole setup. There's a punchline at the end. It's you but know. it's also. Uh, social commentary at the same time. It is, yeah. yeah. So I do have my opinions, and I'm willing to put them out there. Of course, yeah. But I'd, re- it's, it's. But they're not, they're not subversive. hard opinions. Yeah, it's I'm, not like if you don't think this, fuck you. Like no, this is our I mean, our shtick, I guess. Whereas like <laughs> yours is yours is kind of like, and if you don't think it, that's okay. You know, yeah, I'm just <laughs> we glad we're having friends. this conversation. Oh, Confrontational you know? <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh uh, fuck, that is funny. That's why Jordan Peterson appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you need to find the, the you need to find the animal within you <laughs> and clean and your room. It's yeah. so hard to find it. Oh fuck. What about you, Jordan? What is it that you like about these guys and their work? What I like about their work, mm. first of all, it's just look. It is engaging once you hear somebody's viewpoints on things. So with Isaac, for instance, it's kind of the same as like watching Bill Burr. Or Joe Rogan, or something like that, where it's just like something's happening today. I wonder what Isaac's spin on it is. You know, that's that's it, it keeps you coming back. It's that, very addictive 100%. formula, isn't it? Mm. That's what's really that's what's really engaging about it. And then with Neil, I like how it's just kind of like you know you could you could put it on and then like you just be like I feel comfortable now and go to sleep. Like it's like that kind of like nice. My content no, makes you go to sleep. It's got that like. Chill late night kind of feel to it of just being like, yeah, it's a variety you know, that kind of. Yeah, I think okay, that I'll that's worked it. with your new stand-up <laughs> show is that you've 
God, that was that was a slack way to put it. But anyway, like, look, with your new stand-up show, mm-hmm. I think that that format suits you because it's it's very it feels late night, right? You okay. know, I think that that you got you you yeah, should be more moving for that kind of like really cool, relaxed Dave Chappelle sort of the chill guy, a- aesthetic, yeah. I guess is the way to put it. How, how what, is what, what a wanky term to be no, like, I this do, is what you need to move into. My, even my stand-up, I'll, I'll, I'll have really strong opinions within my stand-up, but I never sort of go the route of like, I'm just going to aggressively tell these opinions. I sort of say, how can I, you know, subversively do it through <laughs> That's humor? all I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, no, but that's why I love those guys, because I learn a lot from them and I can, you know, I, and I do agree with that observation. The, the, they're, they're more the commentator types and they nail that. Mm. But that's just not me. How would you? How would you guys impers- <laughs> How would you guys impersonate each other's show? Like, uh, I'd love to see. Oof. Like, a, <laughs> well, I wrote I here on our notes the friendly Geordification of Isaac Butterfield. I've got his beard as well, as like in my repertoire of wigs. <laughs> you I've just been it. fucking waiting we'll start, for the day, mate. We'll have a fake beef. It'll be great. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> there should, should be more Australian YouTube. I was arguments. going to start one. I'll tell you about it after the uh, after the program. But uh, oh, oh, come on. Come on. No, no secrets here between guys that have just met 30 minutes ago. <laughs> let's, let's do this. I, I can't involve someone. Uh-oh. Jeez. Oh, oh, Isaac. There's, there's, there's probably like five down. people now listening to this no, thing and fuck so is it me? It ruins, <laughs> it ruins the narrative if I tell you now. It all comes out. All right. Come right, on, Isaac. Control. Let it out. It's Give Neil. the people what they want. It's Neil. You took that fucking Indian, drive, Indian Uber driver off me, and I'm coming back for it. I want it back. No, it's. Um, I think Diversity, there should be man. more. I That's... think there should be more beef. I like it. I think people love drama. It takes it away from their life. They want to hear drama. They want a bit of escape. Yeah, they want. They want something to go. <laughs> they fucking crazy. Bro. Do you? That's do you what think, they want. Do you guys mm. think that most of what you do is that is a form of escapism, mm. or is it is it more allowing people to say, yeah, I agree with that. That's what I thought. You know, like just that sort of echo chamber-ness that you can get. Neil walks in and out of the camp, but we don't. I don't think ours is escapism a lot of the time. Isaac does delve into it with like, you know, starting beats with certain cultures or whatever. But I think in general, mostly what we're doing is actually discussing reality. It's that, yeah. It's Mm. just like, yep, you tell him that that kind of attitude. I Mm. I think Neil's is a bit different, but he moves into it. I'm an you're, you're, you're a chameleon, aren't you? I'm a yeah. jack of all trades. Look at me. Now, <laughs> next I week I'll just do a podcast on mainstream media. <laughs> I'll be on the project being like, oh, there's so much, so, so white male dominated, <laughs> the YouTube industry. <laughs> should. You should. That, that is the role you should play. And uh, Neil, who's I'll your pick for Melbourne to get big. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you play that role and then just like do like a documentary on it? Your what, the role of like the... A victim, your kind of rise thing. to the top of the Australian comedy industry through playing a victim. <laughs> come out, doco series. Come out trans this afternoon and do it like Shane Dawson style. Do you guys know Shane Dawson? Mm, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do a Shane Dawson style mini doco series. What did he? Is oh, he's done many things. Okay, but I know he's a conspiracy the point is, guy. Just just do some conspiracy theory about the comedy scene in Australia. Mm. Mm. Then rise to the top. If yeah. I did it. What happened in the green room before this podcast? <laughs> Who are they going to believe? The, the poor brown... <laughs> or the bloke with 2% the... Norwegian blood in Exactly. <laughs> 50% English and Irish. Oh, yeah. You fucking colonizer, cunt. 
Something Did like that. Did you just drop the first C-bomb of the podcast? I think so. Jesus Christ. Wow. I, I was paying pretty good odds to do that. Fuck. But here we are. Yeah. Now, um, I would have... That was like a 10 to 1 bit, wasn't it? Wow, Very professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one would have expected it from him. <laughs> Should have taken it. I know you guys, I've all, you know, spoken about your process in different ways on, on each episode now. I think some are more meticulous than others. I've heard mm. from Josh that you're very, I don't know if it was Josh or someone else that you would like recite shows the night before, but, um, yeah. you know, like, and you'll send text messages to yourself as you come up with bits along the way. So I'm curious how you guys, uh, how do you view each other's style of of process? Like how is, and how has your own change in the last year or so? To be honest, I, okay, I'll say two years ago, I spent a week uh, living with Jordan for a while. <laughs> Man, I felt so bad about myself. That guy. He, and you he, should, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so on point. Like he's very meticulous and organized and conscientious with his style. And I was there like, oh, I'm going to smoke weed. Look at me. Like, I'm the hippie. And, man, that actually, like, yeah. man, that was like a real kick in the butt. You want to watch Simpsons? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I actually J- that. Jordan just walks in there, like, book in one hand, peasant. Just keeps walking through the room. Yeah, literally. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've treated it a lot more like a, a job. Like, I mean, it always was a job, but I've been a lot more organized with my process and really tried to get into a routine. It's hard to get in, into a routine sometimes with uh, with our careers because, you know, we'll be doing shows here, we'll be traveling a lot and things yeah, like so that. it's so hard to motivate yourself when you know you that, have a show that day. It's kind of just thing, a day yeah. that's written off. And when you're working then when you were just like, yourself, how's your day been? I was like, I, I, I can't tell you. Like, I, I don't yeah. know what happened. I was asleep and now I'm here. 100%. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I used to be like. But now this year in particular, I've really tried to – you know, just, just be a lot more organized and, and write every day and get into it. I've never been one to, to commit to, oh, I'm going to do weekly videos. I'm going to do this amount of videos this particular time. Because it is, I do find if I'm not just commentating on particular issues, to churn out a certain quantity of, uh, of content at a particular quality, I do find a bit more challenging with my mm. kind of style. But I've definitely tried to commit to that a bit more this year and Really, just try to yeah. But what just about focus like focus a lot more? How do you go about like that recent video you made, which is fucking uh-huh. hilarious? Uh, it was what was it? Australian politicians. Like, Australia, it's like a simple- Australian election impressions. Like going through my o- older style, I did yeah. another one. Yeah. Fuck, that is funny, man. Oh, thank you. Um, I forwarded it to my uh, sister, who's a bit of an SJW at times, yeah. and uh, even she found it funny. Oh, good. You know, it's, you've got you got everyone covered in that little clip. I did. I made it. <laughs> I made an effort to be like, I'm going to like tear apart everyone as equally as possible, mm. including myself. And like, yeah, you did. You did in that. <laughs> how how do you like? What was the process there? Do you literally think, okay, I've got to do something for the election coming up? I'm going to go write this. A little bit of that. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll tr- tr- jump on, oh, not, not the bandwagon, but this is going to be relevant for the next couple of weeks. And at the same time, I did want to, well, I do have particular opinions on some of those subsections of society. So it was a combination of me doing comedic impersonations, but also putting in a few like subversive opinions in there and going back to that really fast-paced uh, aggressive style that I think is very conducive to virality on the internet oh, because yeah. it's just like bang, 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 impression after impression. And I moved away from that for about, you know, the last couple of years doing more of the long form short films and, and stand up and you do see the likes tend to drop off a little bit. So I yeah. think I need to get back into 
into that style a little bit more while still maintaining the other kind of things I do. Interesting. So I you, think you get in a rhythm though. Like yeah. with me, when I first started doing videos, I was like, how am I going to do a video a week, come up with something? Mm. And then I was like, how am I going to do two videos a week? <laughs> and then for a while there, I was doing three, and yeah. which I thought was maybe a little bit too much. Man, your content, the the amount you turn out is is inspiring. I, I just don't know the format you've you got is down. The format helps I don't so know much. How now. you do? Well, you I've know, got a whole setup, side to side to side. To side. It's just it's it just it just it just happens, and it's a lot of it's improvisation, a lot of it's writing, a lot of it's just putting the time in, sort of thing. But I, I think one of the keys to really moving forward online is accepting that whatever you put out will be forgotten about in a day. <laughs> no one cares anymore. So zen. Yeah. No one ever cares anymore. Like if you, wow. were, if you, <laughs> if you're the biggest diehard Buttsman fan in the entire world, I can't even remember what I did two weeks ago. They can't. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just important to be there mm. and commenting on things, talking about things, and people just want to see you. That my favorite YouTubers, I just want to see them. Mm. I just want to see. I just want to see their take. On. Yeah, what are they? What are they doing this week? What are they talking about? You know, mm. oh yeah, I'll watch that, or maybe yeah. I won't watch that. Do you know? I I will search on YouTube now for certain people depending on the topic or area, and I'll just type in obviously their name, that topic. I just want to get their their opinion on that topic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and some you're right. Like sometimes I'll watch, you know, there'll be a video that's more relevant that's come out on my subscription list and I'll watch it. But sometimes I'm just like, eh. It's a trust thing. Yeah. YouTubers and comics can play that role of like a priest back in the day mm. where people would go and say, what do I do? You know, this is- <laughs> Guide me. They guide me. They do because I do it with yeah. like podcasts I listen to. They give me the influence I need to make a decision in my life. Yeah. Which is weird and just scary. But <laughs> you trust these people. I think also when you watch a video and you go, oh, what, what do people think of this topic? I always look at the like to dislike ratio before I finish the video. If it's a really like a high like ratio, I go, okay, I can trust this video. That's a big one. Because it's yeah. like the, yeah. the, the diffusion of responsibility is there, but it's also to the point where uh, you can trust a large group of people by the way that they vote. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And how are you deciding, like, you know, the, the, the topic of the video that you make, like... You know, you think back to what I was doing just then. Surely there's a way of using like Google Analytics, not analytics, but Google Trends or something like that to discover a topic. I've never done that. You've never done it? Never done that, but I probably could if I put more effort in. A lot of people send me stuff, a lot of stuff I just find online. It just comes through osmosis, right? Yeah, pretty much. It just just turns up in somewhere in my life and that's what I put the video on. It's that zeitgeist feel. Yeah, that's like, what. If you want mm, trending topics, it's that kind of thing of like I haven't even looked this up, but I know it exists. Yeah, that's mm. when you should do a video on that subject. So the, you, your decision between doing a video about bogans versus yeah. the liberal government, yeah, is, is literally <laughs> <Go> just <on. laughs> now you've piqued my attention. Is, yeah. li- is literally just how you feel, it's right? The perfect impersonation. Um, no, no, because I feel like I've got like a social responsibility now. Um, so like I, I go out of my way to try and make sure that one video is ostensibly going to be a hit, which, you know, half the time, three quarters of the time it's not. And then the other one is just like, this is something that the mainstream media is deliberately burying because their donors don't want you to know about it, but it really impacts your life. Mm. That's how I do my videos now. Um, but like, yeah, that, that, that feeling, I think of like, uh, when there's something in the zeitgeist that people haven't really got like a really d- 
deep knowledge on that you know that that video is going to do well because everybody is having that feeling. It's almost, uh, look, I mean, you'll be cool with this with the Led Zeppelin shirt, but like, it's like, you know, it's almost psychic. <laughs> Don't you reckon? There's something that you can feel when everybody's brain is kind of People like- on the same way. Yeah. on it, yeah. And yeah. connect. Mm. Yeah, do, yeah, do you, yeah. Do you it guys- It hasn't been spoken about in depth before, but then you're the guy that then comes out and- There's something, yeah, there's- This, yeah. this is the truth ah, behind yeah, it. So yeah. you're looking for the bits that are there, but you, you know, you watch a video and you're like, but why didn't you cover this? And that's the bit you grab onto. I, I always grab onto that a lot, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, if there's, if there's, uh, if look, the things that made Jerry Seinfeld huge, oh, fuck, now I've done it. <laughs> Everybody online, it's failed. But he, the thing that made him big, was I just said that. that. Did you ever notice it? Do you say that all the time as well? No, I, I pronounce it, I enunciate correctly. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> you were thinking it in your head. Yeah, I was. I was like, I was like, <laughs> daggers. <laughs> Uh, this is next week's video. <laughs> <laughs> it's, mis- it's like misgendering. Uh, don't uh, start. <laughs> Jordan Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, yeah, it was just he, he came up with that kind of format that is just, you know, it's been morphed a bit now, I guess. But it's that thing of just like, did you ever notice that? And that's when everybody starts like really honing in on it. I don't know. The thing of just being like, the thing that springs to mind is, um, you ever notice how you put people put their wallets in their shoes? How is a thief just not going to see it in the soul and move on? Like, and then you're like, oh, that is stupid. That's what they're looking for, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're looking for. I think yeah. that's like the gold. When, when I know, sometimes I get a feeling when I'm about to put out a video that this is going to be a big video, mm. you know? It's the new perspective that hasn't been articulated yet, but yeah. is, in, is agreed upon by... The population. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. Do you guys- and They're hard to find. It's hard to find that. You just kind of have to be doing it cons. That's the other reason why I think these guys are inevitably going to be better comedians than the ones that you see propped up on ABC Comedy Gala all the time, right? It's because they're doing it all the time. Yeah. So- It's like the purest form of uh, idea capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Just just by the sheer amount that they're pushing out, one of those things is going to click that zeitgeist, and then they hone on that more and more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you guys feel that obligation as well to cover certain topics? Yeah, yeah. I get asked to cover a lot of topics. A lot of topics I won't cover, just because they're just like I just don't want to be deep in that. You know, like the whole, like a lot of conspiracy topics. People are like a lot of people. <laughs> Flat are, Earth. At the moment, there's a young man calling me out who has a certain disability that I won't comment on. It's okay. just a lot of people have commented on him before and I just don't want to I don't want to take this young dude down a peg because of my you know sort of my the way I present myself I have to go and attack him I'm not going to do that but he's like quite large on social media but that's not me I'm not going to just go and attack some dude who obviously is trying to trying to push his own way through the world and this is how he sees other people doing it and he's going to try and do it that way I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that's not me. That whole attack, a personality. I like thing doing is, it. Yeah, but don't it's get be- me wrong. It's becoming just a way of clickbait. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's all like, it is. Like there, there's there's examples of it where it's relevant. Like I don't know if you guys saw the H3 podcast. There was a, a very well done. I guess it was like an hour, hour and a half video that that documented criticisms against them. Which, if you were a fan of H3H3, 
they'd become a bit annoying in certain aspects of what they were doing. I saw that. I think. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the guy's channel, but it was really well done. But after that, that was like the video in this new genre. Yeah. Now it's becoming like a thing where people just feel the need to attack people. Mm. You know, like, do you guys want to bring people down if they're too successful, but unworthy of that success? There's nothing people like more than those sorts of people being brought down. Mm. Like, there's the obvious ones, like, trying to attack Jake Paul and that, and everyone's done that before. But yeah. I'm thinking about things like... <laughs> Kick a dead horse, Jesus. Yeah. Do you guys know Kyrgyzcat? It's like a sort of animation instructional channel. No? no? Was They had a video about um, how drug addiction... Uh, sorry, dr- taking drugs or addiction is a chemical issue. And, uh, you know, it was based on this research of a certain doctor... Um, and apparently his work has been largely debunked now. Um, and this journal is like, you know, classic former HuffPost journalist. So they're type. saying it's a ke- chemical issue as opposed to... Uh, like a habitual type thing. Right. So uh, apart from it being a psychological issue, you know, like the building of certain p- pathways through habits, yeah. they're saying it's actually a chemical issue where you might have to take a drug to, to deal with the imbalance. Right, so some people have depression uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that literally you can do nothing for them with counselling. They must take lithium, for sure. example, right. li- lithium tablets. Right. Um, so, yeah, they they have this whole thing, and Kyrgyzstan is massive, massive channel, and the guy is a very just like a unbeknown sort of guy who lives in the Czech Republic and and sort of doesn't really make much money out of this thing, but like each video has got ten to twelve million views. And Dear. this journalist had like attacked him through email and published this email thread that he had with him. But of course, he took out emails that were part of the thread and it just turned into an absolute shit fight that made yeah. this guy look absolutely terrible. But I'm noticing more and more these sort of attack videos are becoming on trend. Mm, there it's, it is quite trendy at the moment, isn't it? You need to be careful yeah. what you do. Like I had a, at a show I was doing yeah. in uh, Perth. Uh, a vegan YouTuber came in, stormed in, and like got right up my face with a camera and all this type of stuff, and like tried to pull pull a swifty on me. This isn't but the that um, kind of stuff. The banana girl, is it? No, no. Wouldn't that play into like if 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 that was being recorded, for example, you could then make a video 100%. about it. And but he never put it out. Yeah, right. He never right. put it out because all the only thing I gave him, he said, "I demand you to apologize," and I said, "No, I think you're a fuckwit." <laughs> To his face, and he was like, oh. I wanted to do a joke about that left. sort of stuff for so long. Well, he was like, in my face, he goes, you want to go out the front? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to have a beer. Who would pick a fight with this guy? <laughs> he was bigger than me. Oh, he's I am huge. A How's that even possible? He's huge. And he goes <laughs> oh to God. me, what do you have to say for yourself? And I was such a smart ass. I looked at his camera. I said, like and subscribe, Isaac Butterfield. <laughs> 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 so he couldn't use any of the footage. It was great. That's such a good call. Wow. Oh, wow. But I've, yeah. I've never understood the whole idea of demanding an apology. Doesn't that just take away the whole point of an apology? Isn't an apology a sort of personal reflection yeah. of guilt? And you realize, wow, I did do something wrong. I should apologize. Where if you're just, that's like when you tell kids, oh, say sorry. And they're like, sorry, say it like you sorry. mean it. It's yeah, like, say it like you mean it. Don't do it again. What have they learned from that? I won't do it again. That's <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it is a forced, a forced sort of medium. It's there, not a real apology. No, it's it's about subjugation. It's not it about. Is. It's yeah. not about like a you know, learning something or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, that is a weird thing. But that's sort of become part of that outrage culture that we have nowadays. Anyway, mm. do you do you guys think there's like a certain 
flavor to bits or pieces of stand-up or uh, components that you've written at all? Like, are there? Can you identify anything that that is key amongst any of them? I think every comedian has their unique voice and their unique perspective. That's what attracts people to. I think that's what we were talking about before. You can see the comedian, not just in comedy, all the artists and musicians that are just trying to get big just by following trends completely. And don't get me wrong, every artist is going to take some form of inspiration from other people, but the ones that really build a long-lasting career are people who have really honed their unique perspective mm. and people just want to see that. So I do think, yeah, every I think all of us would have our unique, yeah, and that's unique imp- flavor that's to our uh, content. Completely agree. It's important to have your brand. You know, lack of a better term. Because without that, why would you buy it? Yeah, what's your unique value proposition? And there's nothing grosser than watching someone who's clearly just a cheap imitation of someone Mm. else. It just instantly turns you off that person. Without a doubt. So, and and there's no no coming back from that, I reckon, as well. I think you learn it. I've done videos in the past where I've just sort of thought, I just want to do this one for the views. Mm. And sometimes they do go quite quite well but i there's just i just don't feel good i never feel good about them and when people are like oh i love that video i'm like oh yeah you know <laughs> oh, no, no, stealing a format that you could go nuts no no, no 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 that... style oh you're saying you stole someone's style no 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 no, no. i mean videos that i'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, filthy frank no, I, uh... oh, Neil Colac, uh... <laughs> i uh... oh, i'm not happy <laughs> G'day, uh, cunts. <laughs> yeah, so good, yeah. G'day, you. G'day, cunts. Yeah. Uh, G'day, cunnies. <laughs> no. um, I, w- I would really, video. really like to see all of you do an impersonation of each other. I think it's a good idea. I think yeah. it'd be quite funny. Yeah. We could, like, put it all together as some super comp. It'd I'd be, be down for it. I reckon it'd be bad. Can yeah, I... Yeah. I think that done. was lost by pretty much everyone in the room. I don't think I could do brown face. I think that would go down badly. <laughs> just get really, really tanned. Could I do that with yeah, your permission? Put on, put on lots of tan. <laughs> just like, yeah, Tahitian princess. <laughs> Bondi Sands. And, and say the video is sponsored by Bondi Sands. That would go down so badly. <laughs> Even oh, though, yeah. come on. Everyone forgave the guys from Hey Hey, It's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the brutal that was like the first time. of that? It was like, that was like the first time down. someone had actually called it out. And everyone was just like, yeah. This that's isn't great. great. <laughs> no, but that's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to. I can't. Thing, I'm not good at Because it wasn't actually that long ago when Chris Lilly was still doing that for Jonah from Jonah from Tonga. <laughs> See, this is the whole thing. That's and, what I hate about the group think about it, right? It's just like yeah. those guys were impersonating Michael Jackson. There was nothing inherently abusive malicious or about malicious it. about it, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was the same thing with like, uh, you know, Jonathan Togger or his uh, black rapper. I can't remember what it was called. S-Mouse. S-Mouse. There's nothing wrong with that. It was just Squash. the elite of media. Oh, <laughs> Drop the first well, N-word. There, yeah. there was a lot wrong with Smouse. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the only one that can. There's I don't think I can. Wrong. No, I don't. Yeah, probably not. But if we said it, <laughs> fuck. No. We'd all be fucked. I'm not saying that. Christ. <laughs> I'll uh, bag myself no, 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 out I'm, as impersonating a Chris Lewis song. Neil, that's not I'll, cool. There's so many words <laughs> I can't say. I can't say anything without being called something. I'm racist, apparently. The internet is full of me being racist. It's just but, people but that's calling the thing. me racist. I don't think that's the general population actually saying those things. I think it's a vocal minority. Yeah, it always sure. is. 
and sure. and by sort of giving into that and listening to it, I think you do have to sift through. There are certain criticisms that could be very valid, and you have to look at them, you know, from an unbiased perspective and sort of say, okay, maybe maybe I did go too far at that, that point. But in this day and age, I think a lot of that outrage is is just someone from a different tribe, if you will, yeah. saying I don't I don't agree with what you're saying in this particular video. Therefore, I'm calling you this particular name what, what's to the, bring you down. What's the strangest complaint you guys have had? Oh, my, my hour and 20 minute show didn't go long enough. Okay. It's like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> it's a hour comedy and 20 show. minutes is a long Yeah, I was time. on stage for nearly 90 minutes. You'd be lucky to get an hour. Go I home. Looked, I looked at my watch twice and I got a message saying, I just thought it was rude that you looked at your watch twice. It just felt like you didn't want to be there. What the fuck? What, well, I, was looking, I was looking because the comedy festival was so strict on time. And granted, when it's a bad show, I... Man, there's nothing worse than performing to an audience that are just lackluster. Yeah, and oh, I just that think, laugh oh, of like fuck these guys. Like, and then I was, I was just like, I just want this to be. I just want to get to my time limit. Yeah, what, what's, <laughs> to be honest, what's that like? Because I've been at a show, um, not Eddie O'Toole, but Eddie someone. This guy looks like a Eddie real, Ift. Eddie O'Bead. Uh, I feel Eddie like Izzard. Eddie Ift. No, 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 not Eddie Izzard. Um, this <laughs> guy's got like lo- sort of long, oily looking hair and he's from the UK somewhere. Eddie Perfect. Oh, from the UK. Yeah. I'd know. have to look at this afterwards. But I remember that was the worst fucking comedy show I've ever been to. There's, there's nothing worse Why? than seeing bad comedy. Shy. It was just not funny. Just not funny. And no, no one was having a bar so of it. Awkward. It was just like... Uh, at least with music there's and, some sort of a rhythm or there's some semblance of artistic and, value that you can at least enjoy comedy if it's not going well it is the most brutal yeah. thing imaginable and it's just so what is that for like for you guys on the other side like for, for us as an audience you feel bad but for the person I wouldn't know I've never, not, uh, not never oh, had a bad I was going to say that too <laughs> <laughs> jumped in with that one hey <laughs> no, I've had I've had one or two. Uh, I the, the, dude, the third gig I ever did. I won this class ca- clowns competition when I was fifteen, and I, there was this talent show at this drama school I was at, That's and right, they were yeah. like, "Oh, do some stand up." And the entire audience, there was a church next door. It was all old people from the church next door, and I had to follow a four year old playing the flute. And I came out there with like, I think like an idiot. Oh, they're, they're all Christian. I'll do some Christian jokes. And not even that bad. Well, in my mind, not even that bad. It was just like stupid stuff. Like, oh, how come you haven't named your God and all the other religions have named your God? And then I'd just like make up all these ridiculous names and stuff like that. And it just it just died completely. The the host had to apologize after oh, I was fifteen. Oh wow. This oh. was so brutal. <laughs> and I also look back, I'm like, man, I was edgy for a fifteen year old. Look at me. Mm. <laughs> and that it was that was just that was just horrendous. You just want to go home. What about you, Jordan? When you die. Yeah. Have you I have you ever died really bad? So many times. Yeah. But the thing is, I think the, the reason that you can tell that we kind of were going to make it, I guess, is because we all have that response when we do die on stage of just being like, no, no, it's your fault. I'm funny. No, no, it, it, oh. it, everyone in this room is wrong <laughs> I except yeah. me. I say so, that on stage. When, yeah, I, when a joke too. bombs, I go, that's yeah. your fault. That's a good joke. Yeah. I said it the other night. I had a crowd that it's was just so, so into it. I was like, but, And what do they do? Laugh? They're like, I was like, no, no, that's funny. 
It's your fault. <laughs> Last night, that killed. They got an applause break. Oh, and you didn't even giggle. Yeah. Get over yourselves. I said that the other night. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, when you know the joke is good and you know it gets laughs consistently and then one audience one night is like really uh, so, there, like, so there's oh, quite a bit well, of work off so. i think that i think a lot of the time it's it's it actually is like our fault it can be that's the I other like thing you just poorly delivered the that's joke the other you thing. know you got it you got to actually look at yourself and say all right was that my delivery did i do the best i you know to take personal responsibility was i in the best state of mind before the show was i confident on stage mm. uh how did i prepare but then if you've done all that and then this joke still doesn't go well, then, yeah, you're and allowed you just to have say, a bad oh, gig. The like, these happen. What the hell? Sometimes the crowd just doesn't work. You don't work. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're whatever. So, yeah, without You it. know, like, I've had terrible gigs. I had a gig on a bus once. <laughs> I, I did a- <laughs> what? what, a party yeah. bus? No, there was a- My old man was uh, assistant coach for the New, New South Wales City team in rugby league. Okay. Ooh. And uh, he was like, this one was first day, my first year of stand-up. And he was like- Oh, oh what, like the actual city and city versus country? City versus country oh, team. Oh, mad. So I went down and Brad Fittler's on the bus and all the players, all the big all the big names in the in the league. And and they go, oh, Isaac is just, uh, he's just started comedy and he's going to get up and uh, do a quick oh. set for us. And they're all blind drunk. Oh. And Fuck. So they give me the microphone, that. which is a bus driver's microphone, which oh. is square <laughs> with a little curly cable that only stretches about five metres. And so I start Quality. doing jokes. Yeah. And G'day, it's you good mothers. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. And like big David Clemmer, who's the front row for New South Wales, he's like, you're fucking shit. And I was like, so I just ended up just bashing <laughs> it down. I was like, fuck you, baldy. <laughs> so and so. And we, did they like that? Yeah, they loved yeah, that. They love so it. Just, they love so it was actually a good. Uh, one of the players, uh, he used to play for Canberra, and he, used to, he said that was the best bus trip I've ever had. So that was good. But then they started all chatting. In, he in is true, from Canberra, though. Too, in true yeah. rugby league style, they all started chanting. Get your dick out. Get your dick out. Get your dick out. And I was and dying at this stage. It? Absolutely, I got Fuck my dick yeah, out. Yeah, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. I got a round of applause. That was it. boy, Isaac. But it was wow, tough, Good man. on you. <laughs> now, a have a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was such an NRL thing. <laughs> penis. <laughs> oh, I saw his penis. Why are we the comedians? I understand Those that mentality. God. <laughs> No Have wonder you? the footy show was so successful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just 20 oh, years man. of just like, you can see his balls if you freeze frame it. Yeah, there it is. Eat a chili. <laughs> see me penis. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever Gold. had to get your dick out again? Gold. Just, just like that. in life or on stage? No, for, for uh, a show. Um, <laughs> no, not since. I've taken my shirt off. I'm just wearing I've nappies. Just, yeah. I, I make sure I cover it up now. <laughs> I've had people, I've been sexually assaulted in meet and greet lines. I've had my bum pinched and a woman grabbed me on the penis. So have really? I. Really? Yeah. I've had g girls yeah, like, oh. Yeah, drunk chicks get like, touchy. I'm not, and I'm not surprised. Do, like forty-year-old cougars, are oh, just, yeah. they do not well, give up. They're, they're, so they're never hungry. good sorts. They've it's had a few right. G and Ts, and they're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you on you stage. Need a <laughs> what is this yeah. Chippendale bow tie dance? <laughs> <Yeah>. what, what? <laughs> Chippendale. <laughs> man, I don't uh, want to be the guy that's like, it's reverse sexism. But man, they will actually grab your junk. Yeah, but the difference and is, <laughs> as a guy, you don't care. You're like, well, that's True. nice. Yeah. I cared yeah. a little. Depends on the situation. Bit, it's a bit weird. I, I remember Depending working on. in hospital. I used to do for punishment. They used to put me into grab you on, the on, dick. on hand. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you were late to work. Come here. Was here. Hey, hey. No, uh, we had like a private dining room, and oh. uh, they'd have hens nights there. Oh God! And uh, it was a set, you know, set meal, drinks, everything. 
And, uh, you know, they would get absolutely fucking plastered. And by the end of the night, my ass was being pinched on every round that I went round. And people, you know, they'd be like, oh, we're going to Spice Temple tonight. You want to join us? So that's that's exactly how they talk as yeah. well. <laughs> so I know Which how it feels. very croaky. At what point in their life do they get, does the voice become croaky? 15. Yeah. Some ladies say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too many cruises. But Spice Temple, that's the uh, that's the cliche place to go. Is oh, isn't it Spice Market? Spice Market, sorry. Spice See, Temple's the Clearly I'm a veteran there. There's a lady last night, <laughs> just mad cougar, asked me, do you want to be my date to a rock and jazz club tomorrow night? I was like, no. <laughs> Not even slightly. <laughs> Thank you. What bye. does your partner think of this? Do you tell her this stuff? Yeah, she's always there. She watches. She's like, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. She's just like, this is gross. But... <laughs> But I keep her out of the whole thing. Yeah. She doesn't exist. Yeah. That. What, what do you guys think about that sort of stuff? Like, have you tried to, as you've sort of become more well-known, you try and keep your family- Absolutely. Completely disassociated? Because people can use that to get to you. Okay. I want less yeah. things to be able to be out in the open for me to, as a weak link, so to speak. When did you realize you should do that? Like, did you think that from the beginning? I thought that before I started doing YouTube, because I used to comment on junkies- uh, web, uh, Facebook page. I used to just talk mad shit on there to feminists. Like just, it was great fun. What I used to do at work. And one of them contacted my partner and was like, you're with a sexist and a racist and all this type of stuff. You really? should be ashamed of yourself, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's like, really kicking the beehive though, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, I, I used to love it. It was great. Shit staring. It was great. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, yeah, oh. there's nothing more fun than that. Straight in the Billy's Beast. You should make more but, junkie videos. Oh, yeah. Please. Like, more vice If stuff. only they were more well-known, but the main thing mm. afterwards is always just like, what's junkie? And it's just like, well, I don't know who's missing out, you or me. Like, is it, <laughs> is it better to not know or is it better to know? <laughs> you, um, could, you could pick on Mamma Mia a bit. Oh, much of the, gold, much of muchness. gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junkie for boomers. Mad. Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, the thing is, I'm in a different boat because my girlfriend's trying to get famous, so she's just leeching off my fame. I'm, <laughs> I'm rice gum at this moment. What man. does she do? She's an actor. She's actually pretty good. For someone who just went from the suit world and then one day decided, like, punching in numbers for, like, wow. ute toolboxes isn't fun. She just went straight into acting. Oh, cool. She's doing well. Good on her. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm really proud of her. <laughs> yeah, be like, I'm not going to say anything negative about my girlfriend clearly, but like, you know, that, I think, so for me, it's like a little bit different. Mm. But on top of that, I think that um, like in general, I think like girlfriends, I think they kind of help you out. They give you that family man vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so use them yeah. as a prop. That's what I'm saying, Isaac. If one person can trust wrong. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> You're looking at it from a political strategy point of view. Yeah, Got to be married. Exactly, yeah. Got to be Christian. Wow. She's multicultural. Everything's <laughs> all the box ticks, yeah. What about you now? Just um, try and keep family out of it? I, I'll, more recently, I've been posting a few more. I always kept my social media just career and, and just this is business. Uh, but more recently, I have been posting a few more personal photos on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Post a few like family photos and things like that. And I think people like that. And I don't. They do. I don't. I mean, I don't think look if someone really wanted to Stocks, find yeah, yeah they would be able to do that anyway i mean you know i i don't think i'm my my real name is just my social media name it's not like i'm hidden mm. from the public eye in that sense so i don't i don't think 
posting photos of my family and that. I would be wary. I wouldn't like put too much information yeah, out yeah. there, but I don't think posting photos of family and things like that is in any way gonna. What do you work for Nat Tran? That's the only reason she. That's all she does now, right? Really? Okay. What, what has she done for the last two years? Just posted up being like, "This is my knife." That's it. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't really hundreds don't of thousands that of is. likes. <laughs> you know, Nat Tran. She's like the original one of the. For a while, I think she was the biggest YouTuber in. The, oh, like, I was supposed really, to do a hungry really jack top really. ten. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, you good mothers. <laughs> Double whopper, yeah. Double whopper, and me, me girl Nat Tran. You know what always makes me laugh whenever I think of Hungry Jacks is your that really early video you did. How you like. Oh, Burger King's coming to Australia. Oh, bloody Yanks coming in here, taking our jobs. Or what if we called it Hungry Jacks? And then you're like, oh, I got the double whopper tattooed onto my back. No, that, was, that was recent. Son of value that, meal. Yeah. Yes. That's the, <laughs> and I still want that tat. Every time I see Hungry Jacks, okay, I okay. think of that. Important question. Oh. What is your t- like cheapo takeaway of choice? Not takeaway, but what is your... Burger joint is it Macca's, Betty's Burger, KFC, is it Hungry Jack's? I you know, know which one is it? I know Neil's. Or is it Red Rooster? What's mine? And no, I, no, no, I want the st- I want the story why when you made oh, the decision to repeatedly go back to that place, why did that become your place? I I like the Works Burger from the Fisher. Okay, that's my fave because yep. it's. It's no, that made... doesn't count. That, oh. It's only one, it's like not it's not a chain. It's got to be a mainstream chain. Oh, yeah, fucking sorry. Uh, well, all if, right. if we're talking Come about me. this, is the second strike, Isaac. Calling Isaac out. <laughs> <laughs> Misinformation. Butterfield destroys. Isaac Butterfield destroys. He doesn't even know what a train chain restaurant is. What a fucking loser. <laughs> oh fuck! All oh, right, man. do you want to go or do you want to think about? Well, it? I found Betty's Burgers <laughs> in Melbourne. <laughs> do you know Betty? Is that is Betty's Burgers enough of a chain? No, it's got to be no. a chain. Oh, for Absolutely not. Sake. Of course, there's two. All, All right. right, he <laughs> dead. He definitely I think I knows. He I know definitely what knows. What, what's yours, dude? Red Rooster. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Well yeah. yeah. And what is How it? What's, 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 it is what's nice. Your... This is they're, they're not around enough. No, have you seen this? I don't know if you know about this. There's something called the Great Divide in Western Sydney, <laughs> and you can look at it on a map, and as soon as Red Rooster kicks in, it is this line <laughs> that separates west from east in Sydney. <laughs> you see a Red Rooster, you've gone too far. Of course. <laughs> it is. Yes. It is a warning mechanism. <laughs> Turn around. Wow. Wow. Subways and just... Fuck the wall made of ice. It's <laughs> the wall made of red rooster. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So, yeah, look, honestly, I've always said this. Bogan's west. no good food. <laughs> I've always thought this. Red rooster, really sugary Chinese. They've got it down sugary pat. Sugary Chinese. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a double quarter pounder either. That's I'll, I'll use that. Uh, yeah, I... Because good McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. Okay, I was wrong. Well, I was what did wrong. you think, Mike? I thought yours was KFC, but maybe I was just enforcing that on you, just being like KFC. Anyone? And just like, uh, okay. Oh, I don't racist. think I. <laughs> is that a... It's racist. That's a black thing, not a brown. A What's the very bra- very the, racist? The brown. I don't know. Just Lintel red rooster burger. takeaway. Red rooster. We're working Lots at of the Indian... fast food joints. Lots yeah. of in... yeah, yeah, but <laughs> a lot. I I worked this out the other day. I said this to Lauren. It's like. 
there's a lot of Indian guys that love going to Red Rooster. I just notice this every time I go past Red Rooster. Really? Owned mm. by lots of Indian guys. And I reckon it's because it's Western food, but it's got a bit of kick to it. Mm. Like gives you sort of a bit of nostalgia for home. I don't see colour. I don't see oh, colour. But um, <laughs> I have noticed that as well. I love the idea of like a brown man biting into a, a what is it called? No, like, the, like a chicken, the like chicken, a quarter chicken the, or something. What, what's that big roll they have at Red Rooster? Yeah, chicken yeah Red roll. Rooster Chico roll. Yeah, yeah, the chicken being like, hard. Oh, this reminds me of the homeland, man. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Fuck, that one that's just red chicken and mayonnaise. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but Red Rooster, my You have to be man. just a truck driver. No one else has ever had that. Yeah. Red Rooster was my joint just because there was yeah. one down the road from me. And it was that chicken roll, like the chicken sub. And it was sort of like square pieces of diced chicken or something yes, with mayo yeah. and oh, lettuce. It's giving me nightmares. Okay, so do with, you have some, with some chips and a vanilla Coke. Oh, Always a vanilla king. Coke. Vanilla Coke. <laughs> the man knows his Coke. <laughs> what it's about, so good. What about you, Neil? I, McDo- yeah, McDonald's, man. McDonald's? Can't go past McDonald's. Does Subway count? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, mm. Meatball sub's pretty not, good. Yeah. Meatball, no, meatball sub. What are you talking about? Subway's, it's like, it's isn't f- there more Subway's than McDonald's? Yeah. Right. Wow. Isn't they isn't can just cram him in anyway. It's probably Subway in this corner nah, of the dude. Room. Nah, dude. Okay. Have you ever seen The Founder or read The Founder? McDonald's yeah. is making money. The franchisee's probably not. Right, right. It's all about real estate. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great movie. By my dad loves that shit because he loves real estate. That. He's like, "Oh, Jordan, have you seen The Founder? It's all about fucking real estate, houses, real estate, houses." Well, <laughs> so like, okay. yeah, sounds like a boomer. What an interesting <laughs> yeah, topic. Like a boomer for sure. So just, they just true. have dreams of real estate. <laughs> yeah. Now swinging back to you, Isaac, have you got a hey. chain? Yeah, uh, Macca's. Okay. What's he it? didn't think about it. He yeah. just, just copied down the answer. What's hey, the I'll... meal? What's the meal, though? Mate, every Ooh. morning, every morning I go and get a little latte. Okay. Do you? From a cafe? Yeah. I drop the missus at work and I get a latte. We get a latte. Wow. From a cafe? That's really romantic. I like That's a really sweet thought. Yeah. Oh. You read the paper together? Who reads the paper? Uh-huh. <laughs> Old couples? Freaks. Um, <laughs> no, we go, we go and get that. Uh, if I'm feeling a bit naughty after a night out, maybe a double quarter pounder just oh. to soak up all the shit in your body. But uh, that's not bad. I had um, a, actually had an Angus burger lo- last night. Last night? Yeah. After the, landing at the airport. Here? No, at the airport. It was delayed by an hour. I thought I'd get an Angus. Fuck. At Macca's? Oh, at Melbourne Airport. You can go wrong with an Angus, can't you? Sometimes can- you open it and it's just the raw pink in oh, the really? centre of it. You had that? No. Oh, really? You don't like a pink burger though? Not from no. Macca's. I'm not French. Not from Macca's. Talking. <laughs> Maybe at like a fine dining restaurant where it's like, oh, he's doing burgers, sir. But at, at I Macca's. I would not trust an uncooked. When it's just some teenager's. Go, That'll yeah. do. I don't mind just it. Just a cow hoof. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like know what it 80% is. 80% chemicals and like has 20% anyone, Has beef. anyone here worked at those takeaway joints? I oh. worked at Hungry Jack's for about a year or so. I worked at Lowe's. Holy shit. That was, I worked on the broiler for about six months. What is a broiler? A broiler is a special machine that cooks your fucking burger meat. Gross. So they they come out as cakes. They're sort of like, uh, like this, and just obviously not as square. And you put them, you layer them on this convert, yeah, like that, but a smaller version. And uh, you put them on, and they they're literally that hard. You could snap it over someone's head and it wouldn't break. Wow. So they're frozen. Oh my god. And they got all sorts of like if you look on the box, they come in boxes as well. So they're sitting in cardboard boxes. There's no plastic or paper packaging or oh, it's just what? straight in. There's like a layer of other cardboard, but it's all just cardboard. Oh, can you throw a bit of glad wrap in there, chip? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's gross. And then you put them on oh, onto the conveyor belt and they come out 
like the actual fucking burger. <laughs> so it's rehydrated like meat. <laughs> so they're like snap frozen <laughs> to preserve. And it's, but I tell you what, man. you will never ever go back to any of those joints unless you're absolutely fuck-eyed man. <laughs> once you've worked with them. I hear <laughs> so many stories about how disgusting the process is at these fast food joints. And I'm oh, like, it's ah, horrible. And the, the wage is I'll horrendous. I was like 15. I got paid $6.30 an hour. Gross. I got loading after 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. of 30 cents an hour. That was pretty, that was pretty wild. Wow. Um, and I'd finish work at 1 a.m. and I have to ride home down the Pean Highway. Right, what, like on a bike? Stinking like McDonald's because my dad was like, no, nah, I'm not picking you up. Ride home. On a bike? Yeah. On a highway? <laughs> a highway, not a freeway. Oh, man. Oh, so, no, that's all right then. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But still. <laughs> well, there's a bike It is path. the lowest like, point of your so, life, that's isn't it? slave labor yeah, as you can get. when you get a call at about 11.30 that you've missed from like someone from the cool gang at school telling you about a party no. that's on and you're, oh. so, you're slowly getting invited to these parties in like year nine or ten. And that that's that was definitely in my teen years. That was a definite low light. At least you get Damn. free burgers with my dad's old flip Motorola phone. But you learned the value of hard work. I did. And Macca's looks good on a resume. Yeah. Apparently. Well, if you're I going for a job at another fast food, I can't even remember what I did after that. To be honest, I think I actually worked at a cafe. There you go. Uh, yeah. I was pretty. I didn't. I like pretty much did this straight out of high school and did not. Really. I was a swimming teacher for a while. That's right. And yeah. um yeah, I, really? I got yeah, a kid nearly drowned. That's right. <laughs> God. They can get fired, but they stopped giving me shifts, which is fair. Wasn't my fault. I turned around and a kid was crying and I'm like, I swam over, I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, Oh, this other kid tried to drown me. And yeah, I told that kid to get out of the pool, but they were like, Yeah, you, you should have that that was your responsibility. You should have been supervising and fair enough, it was. Mm. <laughs> and lucky luckily nothing. I worked at Lowe's. That was my first job. Lowe's? Oh, nice. Yep. There's a Lowe's here? In where? In Australia? Yeah. Yeah. What? I had Lowe's. no idea. Yeah. Lowe's. At Lowe's. Lowe's. Isn't, the Lowe's it, shop. So Isn't Lowe's an Australian but Maybe Maybe they're just not in Victoria. I've oh. never seen a Lowe's here. Well, ever, that didn't anywhere. explain why it was always footy ah, players that were advertising right. it. Yeah, right. That was Maybe the height of thing. shit so, hey, TV hey, hey. ads Lo- from the 90s, is, wasn't it? What does Lowe's predominantly sell in like New workwear cheap suits um such cheap for, suits for blokes it's just blokes. yeah I've ne- blokes. I've, like so i grew up in bentley which is sort of a suburb where you buy that shit and the go-to place was target yeah well if you need no, like cheap, that's, cheap, that's cheap, fancy like hard, stuff right? hard yeah. yaka yeah yeah if you need w- like work clothes only blokes if you need a suit for your domestic violence case <laughs> so true <laughs> so go to Lowe's. true I have never seen one here. Best advertising campaign Mar- ever. Moorabbin, Bentley, Hyatt. That, that was where I grew up. I've never seen one. And I, if there was here in Victoria, it would definitely be in Southland. I had an old man wow. yell at me because I refused to measure his inseam of his pants. He's like, dude, this is a low suit. They're made out of China in bulk. If you're an extra large, <laughs> it'll fit you. If not... What a pseudo intellectual. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> just get large. Or go somewhere and spend more than fifty dollars on a pair of pants. <laughs> you fucking loser. Oh fuck. Made me sick. What about you? Where did you work? I worked at Target. Okay. Fancy Lowe's. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, but I barely worked. They just put me on as a receptionist and there was this mum that was going through some marital breakdown. <laughs> and so basically I was paid to be like this really cheap counsellor where she'd just be like, and he's just never home. I think he's having an affair. And I'd just be sitting there being like, dude, I'm 14. Like, what do you want me to <laughs> what say? What do you want me to say, miss? Do you, to, do you want me to help you find somewhere at home with? And then they put me onto the cash register because they noticed that I'm not doing any work at all. And then I just thought, no, this is not for me. And then, like, yeah, I just then it's just like I, I got picked up as a model and just like travelled around the world and drank vodka from rich Chinese businessmen when I had sex with Russian models. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> Some of the stories you've told me. Oh isn't man, fucking <laughs> gross. You, you, want, know, you want to fuck again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we fuck again, then I leave. Okay. So, yeah, bye. This sort of, this has got me thinking about, like... It's uh, a documentary how, of my life. Can <laughs> I just make a point? Like, how crazy is that, that, like, these old businessmen will spend so much of their money to, like, fuck these 19-year-old models when, like, some footy player who's 20 could just do the same thing on a Friday night. Yeah, with like 50 of his mates <laughs> yeah. just fine. Like, <laughs> definitely do it. It's it's oh. pathetic. Like, because you can tell when you meet these men, it's just like they've got in their head that it's just being like, if I'm a really successful banker, then someone will fuck me. And it's just like, dude, how about you learn to interact with people? How about yeah. that? Yeah, I feel like Joe Rogan was talking about this recently. Man. Like with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Like so many of those guys have just their way of getting attractive women, their social capital is not obviously being attractive because they look like a nutsack. It's being very <laughs> successful. Yeah. He does look like a nutsack, man. Yeah. He does. Like, some yeah. chicks are into that. They're not nutsacks, but they're into the whole thing <laughs> where power and money is attractive Yeah, for a lot of women. Oh, yeah. And it can definitely help, but it's not going to get you over the line. You need to also be... Good, a uh, decent person. person. Yeah, like, and yeah. the women we're talking about here that are attracted to that is what we loosely refer to as people from the third world that just need a visa. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is, right? <laughs> that know, was the man. same there's thing that was no, happening in Singapore. There's a lot Singapore. of North Shore girls that would be into the we would fuck Harvey money. Weinstein. You yeah. Reckon? I reckon, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I thought they'd be yeah. down for the footy player for nah. sure. Well, well yeah, they, they would be too. <laughs> <laughs> They're just down for coming. Famous or powerful, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Can I get more Insta followers from fucking you? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I'll think oh, about it. Shit. Isaac Butterfield claims that all Insta women are whores. I don't, that's the, the <laughs> I don't claim that. <laughs> I know, but that's going to be the headline. <gasps> Do it. That'll right, be the headline. Put it in the paper. Put me in the paper for something. Fucking hell. Um, I was thinking before when we were talking about the jobs, uh, the business of comedy. How do you describe it to people? How do you look at it now versus what it was a few years ago when you're first Man, cutting it out? It's it's an accumulation. It's a combination of so many different professions into one because you're marketing. You're, so you're, you're doing a lot of marketing. You're uh, running a small business, so you're a manager. And you're an artist because that's really what it should be. You're first and foremost known for your art, but that's only half the battle. You've got to get your art out there mm. and you've got to be able to market it and advertise it and uh, organize it all and... Yeah, there's a lot. I think there's it's a, lot a weird involved. game. Yeah, it's a very weird game. It's a weird thing to do because you're always on holidays. <laughs> but you're also <laughs> that not. is weird. That's yeah, such a this weird mesh. Yeah. yeah, because oh, like, yeah. no, I've never had a day where I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to a day off. Like I never have days off there's because always I always have days do. on. Yeah. yeah, does that make you anxious? A cashed yeah. up doll bludger. I'm a freak. I yeah, <laughs> you, what are. you are. Yeah, you like mm. really. You've got a very successful job, but you don't. 
Yeah, I'm mm. glad it I'm not. Exist. I, I don't. I'm not the only one who feels like because I feel like you know, like even this week, I'm. I'm I don't have a day free, and it's just mm. like, am I weird? Am I unusual like that? Whereas- I, th- I think we're lucky with stand up because you can have the physical results of your job put forward in front of you. If if, if I was just a YouTuber and sure I get paid and I get good views or whatever, I think it would be a lot more of a harder concept for your brain to wrap around. Because you're not, you're only seeing numbers on a screen. You're not actually seeing people. You're not going out and doing anything. It's just all happening in front of you on a computer. I think that would be a harder thing for me to deal with, yeah. rather than actually getting out and experiencing a crowd or experiencing people coming up and nice to meet you and photos and shit like that. It's just, mm. just a weird little, little thing. What do you think is the easiest part to monetize? Is it just the f- you've got to do shows and that's it? Well, it's like music, yeah. 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 That's where you make your money. Mm. Is, is so you shows. make no money online, maybe a little bit in merch. No, I, I make well, if you're like monetization. Yeah, like you make money from monetization, but like that serious Jake Paul Mansion money. Yeah. You know, like the, so that's in all Australia, mer- that's, that's all not merch happening. money though. Yeah, true, true, yeah. true. If you have a global audience online and you can churn out very regular content, there is a massive amount of money to be made. Yeah. Like PewDiePie. I yeah, mean, like yeah, he wouldn't yeah. need to do any live shows. He's just killing it with just the... AdSense, but also he's got his get game? product placements and games, and yeah. it's, it's a whole business. A chair. A chair, How yeah. true is that? It's just like yeah, when Krusty like started oh, selling home pregnancy tests. It was just like <laughs> your, your face is on everything, isn't it? Well, he's got, um, <laughs> yeah, he's got literally his kit there and then a link. So he's getting probably, wow. you know, commissions based on mm. that as well. Yeah. He's making so much money. Yeah, good on him. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking, you know what? I've got on at the bottom of my playlist at the moment on repeat is fucking PewDiePie's two songs, Bro Fist and uh, his new one, Congratulations, which is like a diss track of uh, T-Series. You can't hate the guy. How nah. could you honestly nah. hate the guy? Uh, you... He's such a genuinely nice individual, all positivity. No negativity He's at authentic. all. He's as authentic. He's authentic. There are, there are personalities that are staying true to themselves. Even if you disagree with that or with what they're putting out there, you have to appreciate authenticity. Yeah. And with Peabody, he's 100%. There is nothing there where he's being influenced by someone else or anything like that. That's all him. Yeah, he just doesn't give a fuck. And you have to, mm. you have to applaud that, I think. Mm. So it's all about those shows. Oh, it's it not depends. all. It's not all about it. Like I just, this is my me doing YouTube was a means to an end. I did YouTube because I wanted to be successful at stand up, mm. and a lot of people do it the other way around. Yeah, I found that that's also the big reason I did YouTube was to yeah be successful at stand up and to be to hopefully use that as a springboard into acting. But now, the world we live in, I you can't ever stop the you. you I found that this out the hard way. I think over the last two three years the 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 amount of content I was creating definitely went down. And the sta- I thought, oh, I've posted enough stand-up. People know me as a stand-up now. But it doesn't work that way. I, the, the YouTube actually has to be the base. 100%. And it's just the medium now. Because I used to get caught up in, the, oh, I don't want to be a YouTuber, all that crap. But it's literally just the medium in the same way television. There's not such thing as a, a television star. It's just different actors, different presenters, journalists who are on television, using television as the medium. And yeah. that's all YouTube. That's all, not even YouTube. That's all the internet is, really. It's yeah. the medium for you to uh, illustrate your your work and your art. And how much do you like how much of your own audiences are local versus international? Uh mine like what percentage. Mine's 85% Australian. Really? 
which is quite big. I would have thought you'd have more like of an American audience. No. Well, the pla- my plan, my business plan was I'd make stuff about Newcastle where I'm from, which I did. I made two viral videos about Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And then I'd make stuff about New South Wales. New South Wales. So I made a viral video right, about the blues. Man, that's, yeah. And then Australia. So next is the step overseas. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's it's the exact same thing, man. I started making videos at the end of high school about Cogra. Mm. About like my Cog local dog. area. Yeah, Cog Dog. And I'd specifically try to get people into those videos. Because one, prank, not pranking, but yeah, that sort of, yeah, like public pranking was kind of big back then. So I'd do characters that would pretend to go out and do pranks and things like that. And the more people you could get into it, the, their friends would then tag them, be like, oh, you're, you're in this video, you're in this video, and slowly build that. And then, yeah, it was all just, as I'm sure you all know, it was like Aussie videos, Aussie this, Australian this in two minutes, Australia that in two minutes. But then for the last literally couple of years, I've been like, I, I want a global audience. And mm. it's a lot harder. Mm. Is it? It's, it's, it's hard it's, to crack. It's hard, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been asked, it's, yeah, it is hard. I've, de- I've improved a lot. Like I think now over 100,000 of my subscribers are American, which is, I'm wow. pretty proud of that. But when you look at the population of America, um, 100,000 yeah. dispersed over all those cities, it's still not it's enough nothing. to do a tour or anything like that yet because you don't know, you know, you need at least at least like a thousand in one city to hope to get, you know, a hundred to two hundred to a show. So it's uh it's a tough thing, man, to to crack the you know, the global markets. And a, like a lot of people like like what you did with you sort of slowed down with content. A lot of YouTubers get to the point where they're like, Okay, I've got this many followers, mm. it's time to do something else. Whereas I think it is the you as you said, the complete opposite Reaction needs to happen. You need to double down and do more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Go, go even harder. That's your, that is your, now what you're doing to grow your brand. Absolutely. And, and brand's a cunny word to say, but it's, it is. it's what it's it is. It's a brand though. It's, it's a brand what it is. It's you. Yeah. You need to grow you. You need to be so saturated throughout the market that people just go, as we, as we said before, you want to know what someone has to say about one particular subject and you know that you'll have a reaction or you're going to know that every single Sunday night Neil's going to have a new sketch up or every second Sunday night or whatever, you know, that thing. Neil's yeah. going to have something there and it's going to be something that I can rely on. It's like with Rogan's podcast. I can rely on him to have a podcast up every couple of days mm. and I'm going to be able to listen to it. And you find it interesting. And I find it interesting because mm. I trust him. It comes down to trust. Mm. It's like with any other brand. You trust that brand. You go back to that brand and you know it's the same with comedy shows. You know Neil's going to be good. I'm going to spend my money and it's not going to be wasted. Hmm. What about you? How, how big, you know, like I'd assume your audience would be even bigger, like almost 100% Australian. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Some people in New Zealand be like, to talk about New Zealand. No. <laughs> Sorry. I don't give a fact. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. It's all Australian. Um, and I, I have no aspiration of making a global audience either. I like, I like, basically I just want influence in Australia. That's it. More and more influence. <clears throat> more and more influence here. Because I think that what That's I'm good. doing, there's a lot of people that are doing that in America anyway. And it's just like, I don't, dude, as if it affects me at all. It's just being like, oh no, Bernie didn't make it in the primary and stuff. It's like, that's not my country. Like, I yeah. don't give a shit. That's a so, good point. Yeah. So there wouldn't it, be, but like the authenticity, if, if there's an Aussie guy commenting on American political policy, it'll be a lot harder to yeah, build like, up that that's rapport. That's the thing. Actually, when I watch Jim Jeffries, for instance, I'm just like, can you fuck off? Like, you're not from there. What are it you is, doing? It like, is why weird. are you commenting about American politics? It's, I don't get it. Like it's, it's, it could be good to have an outside can, perspective. Yeah, from sometimes you, when you can maybe. have the, the outside perspective, as long as you're then 
commenting as a as an outsider. Yeah, not, so long not as it's sort known. Of, if you go in there saying I'm an expert on this, uh, this is my field of expertise. I'm yeah. gonna have the exact points to talk about. No, then people will be like, oh, what are you talking about? But with Jim, I feel like I don't now his talk show. I don't know, but. When he did that gun bit, for example, it was, it was on point. An yeah, that was it was outside coming in. You're right. You're right. It was yeah, very well done. Yep. But also, Jim's a comic. You're a comic as well, but you're also well educated in that uh, space. You know, you're not just coming at him from some dude from Adelaide. Mm. You're coming to it as a point. Of, you you studied politics, right? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So I think it's a little more analytical. I would rely upon in the next election in America. I would rely upon what you had to say more than my own knowledge. Like I would go to your page for an opinion. Yeah, a heartfelt think, opinion. If you if you had any interest in it, I think you should do it. I know you just said you didn't, but if you did and for some reason actually broke it down, I think it would have a very, even just for the Australian market, I think it would have a very big effect. Yeah, because- Well, the- that's actually the other thing as well, because <laughs> that's what most people do, don't you reckon? Yeah. Like most people that I talk to, they're just like, what do you reckon about Trump? And it's just like, well, does it matter? Like, <laughs> why, 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 why are you talking to me about that? Well, like, most people seem to consume American news and think that it's like, that's what Australia's problems are as a result it's bizarre like with the gun that. thing American for instance it's like you know we solved this like 20 years ago right like what yeah. are we talking yeah. about that was good on your recent bit really uh, I was I would agree with that like people could name the last few presidents but they couldn't name like a prime minister going past <laughs> Howard or something <laughs> no, like, no. like it's sort of yeah. sad so in true. a way can't name the first pro- remember how they had wow. to do that sad advertising campaign to like make everyone know who the first prime minister of Australia Jesus was Christ. we all know who George Washington is wow. but they had to have a public service announcement just repeating Edmund Barton yeah. over and over yeah no one's really interested in the Deacon years are they it's <laughs> 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 so true uh, so like yeah it's just a different game for me very like, gladiatorial it, about America American politics. Huh? Something very... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the fact yeah. that it's, it's, there's it's so like much a, power. Yeah. It. And it's so... The leader of the free world. Entertaining. The free world. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the other so thing as well. They have, they have a lot of commentators making it entertaining. That's true. That's mm. the difference, right? Like, co- commentators it's here is just like some fat guy on Sky News versus like some skinny chick on the ABC. You know, like, it's like, who cares? <laughs> it's so lame. Like... I know what they're talking about and I'm bored. Yeah. Like I'm in that world and I find mm. it unwatchable. I don't know who these 20,000 people are that are watching Sky News. They are braver <laughs> souls than me. Just people at the Qantas lounges. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much. So it, yeah. And Virgin Telstra lounges, buildings, sorry. mind uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> and, pre- and previously um, stations in uh, Victoria, but not so much now. I do like, I, honestly, when I turn on Sky News, at least they're just so unapologetic. It's yeah, entertaining it's, that's what to I'm watch. Saying. Have a like, strong viewpoint. They're just like Malcolm Campbell is a cat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is entertaining. <laughs> second time. Second, second time. <laughs> <laughs> I retract the statement about Malcolm Campbell, and uh, he's an all right guy. <laughs> Don't know that <laughs> Alan Jones. He's just uh, he's a classic. That it's guy. hilarious how that's the attitude. Even watching, I've been watching myself, uh, watching not myself, watching uh, comma myself. A big week. Uh, I've been watching recently <laughs> British Parliament. The uh, the dude who's the, the uh, speaker yeah. of the order, house. Order, order, oh, 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 order. order. It's fucking great. I watched it in bed He's the other great. night for like an hour. I can't remember his name, Dorsaw or something yeah. like that. And uh, it was it's amazing to listen to people like call each other names and then go, "You need to retract that." And they go, "Fine, I retract it." And then it's like it never happened. It's fucking ridiculous. It's just like whereas here, it's just like. 
Ora. Ora. What are the, is that what they say in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know a lot of this. Uh, members to my right. Members to my right. The honourable member. So the honourable member. The honourable gentleman will retract oh. that statement calling him silly Billy. <laughs> Question time is Everyone awesome. Is I love and it. Then, you know it just what? sounds you, you like they have heat stroke. Like, oh, all right, enough. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, just really laid back. That's yeah. why I love this country. That's why you can see the differences in different Westminster parliaments, right? Like the British one is just a bunch of private school educated people that have like mastered debate class. So they're just like <laughs> all these really harsh put downs all the time that are like eloquently worded. Then you come to Australia and it's always just like, you're a joke. Now you're an absolute grab, disgrace, kind of that kind of, and like everyone's like these laid back fat laughs being like, nah, nah, nah. so Aussie, isn't it? I love it. And then you go so to Canada true. and it's just pathetic. Like, it's just like Justin Trudeau gets up, Sorry. makes a really bad point, And then everybody on his side claps politely. And the other ones, they're like mad call cool, is to just sit there with their arms folded. Yeah, pretty much. How, how Canadian is like, it, yeah. it gives you a flavor of the country you're wow. in. You know? to- on this, on politics, so while we're talking about the UK in particular, because I know Jordan Peterson was talking about this recently in common law countries where, you know, and I put this in our notes about um, basically the persecution for crimes of offensiveness. Mm. I'm what what do you, what are you guys thinking around this at the moment? I mean, we haven't had too much here, but over in the UK, obviously there was that court case um, where. He tried to get his dog to do a Nazi salute, and apparently that was uh, a bad thing. And in Scotland, yeah, I, know, in Scotland. I felt so bad. But then I saw the guy, and he was just such a disgusting, gross-looking man. It was just like, dude, like, <laughs> just wipe your forehead from its sweat or something. And so, like, I kind of felt I was just kind of like, well, I'm kind of glad he's getting punished because of how much of a slob he looks. But like in general, like you're the like, principal with like Harvey Weinstein, you just look at it and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he must be guilty. You want him to lose? Trial <laughs> by appearance. Yeah, can you imagine him trying to put his cock near you? You just like it would make you vomit in your mouth. He's so small. This is why he, he became such a monster, probably yeah, because all throughout his life, people were just Because the footy like, boys oh. didn't like him. Yeah. yeah. If he was super hot, he wouldn't be in trouble at all. Yeah. He just wanted he just wanted the footy boys to like him. Exactly. That's what all, that's what everything well, comes to. If anyone, if anyone doesn't get that, go watch Neil's recent clip. But yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. But what, yeah, the, the principle of it is terrible, but yeah. But do you guys worry about that, like his comics? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like none of you man. could go to a uni here. I couldn't see any of you doing a show at Melbourne Uni. I'd love to. Oh, it depends on uni. Like I go no, but off you, on you Wollongong wouldn't and be stuff. allowed in, Isaac. Mm. They wouldn't let you in. No, I know. I'd love to. It's not as bad as America, but I'm just saying. No, it's definitely not as bad as American uh, college campuses. But but you should do it, Isaac. You should do. You should try and book a thing at Melbourne Uni. You should and get, get and Just film it. it. You know, like Man. I'd watch it. That would be. F- <laughs> I would actually partly bankroll that just for enjoyment. <laughs> if there's any donors out there that want to get involved, I'll do it. I'm not scared. I'll I- give you some twisties and a can of coke. The thing is, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very across all these arguments on a peripheral point. Like I just, I don't think I can argue a lot of these points down tooth and nail, which concerns because a lot of people want me to comment on so many different things that it's hard to be an expert in all those type of sort of fields. So that is something that concerns me. Before I'd go into a, like an argument or a debate, I would need to be a lot more well-versed in that situation. I'm mm. certainly no Jordan Peterson, obviously. When I met him, he is such a different human being. And like he just sort How of- so? Which is the way he speaks. 
Like he's just like very well calculated. Not Elon. Very measured. Not oh, Elon yeah. Musk yeah. measured. Like he stands, stands there for five <laughs> minutes and goes. <laughs> and then delivers the most perfect sentence, perfectly done that it didn't, the opposite of what I just did then. Uh, but yeah, he is very, very calculated. Mm. And I think that is why he's so successful. He's not like me who is emotional in the way that I speak. I Because I'm a comedian, it's just like you got to, if someone says something in the crowd, you got to go, ah, mm. a response immediately. Mm. And Jordan Peterson really understands the Overton window of debate and he plays within it really well. He never goes out of that and he forms his, you see him. So like if he's on Fox News, he presents himself differently to when he's on Q&A. Mm. He's very good at understanding right. what the parameters of what is acceptable on each medium is. So yeah. he's like, he plays the mainstream media better than anyone I've ever seen, really. Mm. He's done very well. He understands the audience he speaks mm. to yeah. pretty well. Yeah. yeah. It's because of psychology, isn't it? Censorship mm. is a problem and I think we, might, yeah. we may face it more into the future as well. Like, um, like as an example, that Fraser Anning thing, what do you guys think about that? Well, I made a video about it and it, uh, I think it got like 700,000 views in three days, but then it got uh, age restricted and it's had like 10,000 views since, which is hilarious. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, anyway. We were talking about like, you know, how before how it could extend to things like with Egg Boy, knives and stuff like that. But just in general, what he said, regardless, do you no, think he should He can be- say that. He can say whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. but I can say that he's an asshole for saying it. Yeah. That's, that's my point. And people are like, oh, when I made the video, you're against free speech. I'm not against free speech. I, he can I, say whatever he wants. I think that's that, the issue there. Yeah. I, 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 I don't ag- think he agree. should be banned or anything. Like if they choose to ban him, uh, you can that's pl- fine. But it shouldn't be like it shouldn't become. I guess the point that was made in Parliament in the Senate the other day was that it's a slippery slope because who decides what is it? You know yeah. what is hate? He shouldn't speech. be banned. Can, it's just political brownie points. That's all they want to. They just want to go look. Yeah, at they don't give a shit. Yeah, they you, you can control. If speech. the Greens say something just as bad, they've never really cared. 100%. No one has ever really cared. You can control speech as much as you want. What you can't control is thoughts. Mm. And so, if people are, are, are saying something, that's them. You know, just enunciating what they're thinking. And if they're not allowed to say those things, those thoughts will just fester. And actually, I think manifest themselves in an even more dark. Way so yeah, hundred yeah, percent. like a, against all the censorship. I, there needs to be some very basic restriction. If it's a direct call to violence, yes, that can be prosecuted. But well, it finds its echo chamber easier, and so you can't. That's the thing. You, I just read um, the original book on free speech by John. Uh, can't remember the guy's last name. John Stuart Mills. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Haidt and someone else uh, from the Heterodox Academy wrote, uh, made an amazing book. It's like fully illustrated and it makes it really, really readable. It's just excerpts from that original book on free speech. And uh, the, prob- the problem that they speak about back then in the 1860s is that if you have ideas that sit in certain places, they fester and grow within those groups. Mm. And the greatest example was the Christchurch shooting. Like the fact that that guy was there and he's in his own little clique and he's talking about these things and no one is really there to challenge his ideas Absolutely. on major platforms, then of course, of course you're going to have the, you know, like we, I can't actually get onto 4chan anymore, but I used to just go on 4chan politics just to look at it, to see what these people are saying so you mm-hmm. can better understand the argument it's a against hole, it. rabbit hole, isn't it? It is a real rabbit hole, but the point is that you can't have that shit on... Uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that because people get banned 
And then they go into their, like I said, they go into their little clips. Yeah, they find their own rabbit holes. There is a difference because these social media companies are private companies. So I think if they want to, they can ban things. But I think the big thing with... But you're right, but they are personally, but yeah, they're... But they're the town square now. Yeah, it's whether or not you see Facebook as a public utility or as a private well, it has become a utility it's just the reality of the situation sure i mean, don't want to admit it the thing I'm is i'm a facebook shareholder I'm, i don't want to admit it. i'm really shocked that i don't know the mechanics of a site like facebook but how hard could it be for a bunch of investors to come up with some sort of alternative to facebook and create I, some I competition think it'd be tough. i oh, think it's impossible ne- networks is ne- it just to build the website it's too ingrained ne- networks <laughs> are networks mm. for the very reason that that's what makes them valuable you know, like the first, hmm. it's like people who say in the crypto world that where I work as well, they say, oh, this X shit coin is going to overtake Bitcoin. No, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. is always going to be the coin. It was the first one yeah. that has the most people utilizing the network. Yeah. Well, when you Unless said it the breaks, same thing about MySpace. Like my, yeah, but, but MySpace became shit. You know, we didn't have a news feed. Facebook really changed yeah, so the way... It was innovation the, of, the, I guess, the free yeah, market the that really brought down... To, that brought the demise of MySpace. Yeah, but the smart, really thing about, nothing. the smart thing about Facebook is they bought the next big thing. They bought Instagram. They bought WhatsApp. Sure. You know, like Messenger now, uh, and I can see it happening on WhatsApp, I play games with my siblings. I play word games and Sudokus against my siblings, and it's all in Messenger. I don't even use Facebook anymore, but... You can see everything moving that way, and they've been incredibly smart at buying the next things. So like it speak. could happen, or integrating it. It, it could stuff. happen. Very, but it'd be very unlikely. I think the only way it would happen would be through uh, augmented reality or VR. Maybe yeah, the first yeah. adaption to that. Perhaps that could be the next sort of social media. But as you said, but they'll probably just make another app for it. Probably. I don't they think, they I don't also have the capital too. Yeah, they have the the most timeless. amount of money, the most amount of users. It's like people who say with Apple, There'll Apple always just, be something else. I think. To be perfectly like something. Uh, I don't know, man. I I feel like we're in a situation where big tech is like big oil back in the day now. You know, I I hold shares in two of those companies. But then big tech came along and, you know, took away a lot of the power of. No, the the only thing that changed big oil, though, was antitrust, the breaking up of those businesses. Right, right. So you would. So do we. I'm saying that they're so all powerful now that we're getting to. It's basically a public utility. Well,. And it should be. It should have the the laws of the state, which are in America, free speech, for example, and not their own. Yeah, and law. also, like, think about it. Do you really want Mark Zuckerberg, that fucking reptile, like <laughs> him, determining who's good and who's bad? Yeah, that's the thing. That's like, what scares me about. Don't it. you reckon? The, yeah. That's yeah. such a scary thought. Like the nerds in big tech. Yeah. That it, like yeah, you would have to be a bit autistic or sociopathic like to be that intelligent. To do it then, like huh? what? Or do you want some people in government? No, to do I just like wanted to basically just be that a chan board and just be like, post what you want. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. But it's just whether or not they have the like whether the big tech companies have the right to to censor or not. Mm. But, but the thing is, with the a chan thing, is the the, the 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 advertisers pull out and then that doesn't exist at all. That's the, that's the concern, I guess. But that's why they demonetize shit on YouTube because people keep threatening to pull out. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. I mean, we're then, now beholden then starts, to the this advertisers. This is the scary thing where it starts getting political, though, because when, when they started banning Alex Jones mm. and they made up that narrative of just like it was all just based around Sandy Hook, like yep. it, was, it was all a political attack to get rid of a voice that that uh, industry didn't agree with, mm. right? 
that's not cool, man. Like that, no, that's that a is really a, that is slippery scary. slope yeah, from there. Yeah, it is. Like they're just they're banning more and more people now because they've realized that people don't actually give that much of a shit. Like, yeah, Ben Shapiro released yeah. a video being like free speech is changing or whatever. And there's there's just, again what you're saying, the next day no one gives a shit. Like everyone just goes on the with the news their cycle life. is so just fast. keeps going Crazy quicker. Thing, yeah. Yeah. It is a, it has gone from like a weekly news cycle to like a an hourly 12 hourly news cycle it's terrifyingly yeah, fast yeah. what else also equally terrifying is how much i need to do a wee wee at the moment Same. do you mind if i yeah, go let's go let's let's take turns speaking of uh i get you classical liberalism <laughs> what segue are you gonna go with here after yeah that? i don't know well just on lord of the rings uh Jeez. who all right are we back oh okay we're back yeah we're now. back uh lord of the rings what character who, would you be uh, I would be... How are we going to cut from what we were talking <laughs> no, about? I thought that's this? what you were going to ask. What? No, no, no. Oh, but what, now I want to know. Now, what what character I'd be? It'd be a tough call between uh, an elf like Legolas or... Uh, that's not the Australian way to pronounce his name, by the way. What is it? Legolas. Legolas. <laughs> Fucking Legolas, mate. Legolas. Um, Legolas, mate. One of the... Someone in the Rohirrim. Love the Rohirrim. Oh, the horse guys. The horse guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the plane. They really yeah. saved the day. I yeah. do not know. I watched the movies, but I don't know enough. I can't remember. Okay. One of so, those big uh, walking trees. Yeah, walking trees. They're Wait, we're basing this off personality or what we like. I'm just basing it off what I like. Bit of both bakery. I just think that'd be cool, a walking tree. Um, off personality and the way I look, maybe Gimli. Uh, you're too tall. Is Gimli the, 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 no, the, the dwarf? No, he just fundamentally no. disagrees. No, you'd be, no, you be a man from Gondor. Why? I'll just big go. Big broad-shouldered. I'll just go with him and say, Fro- I'll be Frodo. Swinging a... Big hot bit. Oh, Frodo! Of course you have to be the lead <laughs> character. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? <laughs> yes. Who's that guy that, like, whispered in the king's ears in Rohan and made him oh. sick? <laughs> yes. Worm tongue that, like, Worm-tongue. you're a warmonger. <laughs> That'd be me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just in a um, Gladys Benedictian's ear. <laughs> You are the woman Gladys The liberal government <laughs> Screaming into that old man's ears <laughs> I thought he was deaf The point I was trying to make though Was does it, Is anyone here excited for Game of Thrones? Yes yeah. Because when it comes out It'll have just Ooh. come out on the Monday We'll publish on the Wednesday Cool Oh yes I can't wait for Game of Thrones I am fucking shitting myself I'm like don't die Just want to watch this that's I'm, literally my mindset. Right I'm now. very excited about it. Uh, I'm I'm very balls deep into it. I bought a sword because of the show. And uh, dude, yep. you would really <laughs> like Mjolnir, this bar we're going to go to. Tonight. Well, let's go. It's they sell swords and everything. Bullshit. At that, a bar. That horn, that Viking horn, Hang which on. is made out of goat horn, I bought there. Who would sell a sword at a bar? That sounds. They've got a license. That's dumb. The owner has a yeah, license actually. to sell swords. <laughs> like selling weapons. What if there's a punch on you? Get wrong. No, you have to take it off site, obviously. But it's on site. <laughs> so you, like, you buy it and it. then you gotta walk outside. <laughs> you gotta immediately take it away. <laughs> Look, I don't know. There's some, there might be some specifics with it. I don't. Oh, know. we're gonna find out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, Crazy. I want to buy one of the bigger horns, and you can drink out of hey, it. We all want a bigger horn. Do you guys have yeah. a show today? <laughs> yeah, Isaac's got a show. Today. I got a show yeah, at nine fifteen. Nine fifteen every nice. night. What time's your show? Oh, fuck. Now you're testing me. Eight. That's four thirty. <laughs> what? We've got eight this is the fucking goes. thing about the comedy festival is I'm just like, i got like 10 hours to my show time. It's ridiculous to just sit there and just 
Actually, it was yeah, Jerry. What happened? It's Jerry so hard Seinfeld to be said, productive when you've got a show that night, and particularly yeah. when you're in a festival atmosphere. Yeah, you were saying that before. Like, what do you guys do during the day? Jerry Seinfeld said that you, to be a good comedian, you have to be good at waiting. You have to be waiting for the show. You got to be waiting for the plane. You got to be waiting for the plane to be late. The plane's late, then you got to be waiting for it to disembark. Then you got to be waiting for the car so to pick you up. You got to be waiting at the airport. You got to be waiting at your room. Then you got to wait for the show to start, and people are late, so you got to wait for the people to get in. And you got to wait because there's something wrong with the sound. Seinfeld joke, and it's just a constant wait and you're freaking out like i freak out a little bit and and you get on and you're done and you get photos and then yeah that's it yeah it is really weird isn't it climax it is (laughs) yeah i think it's a it's a lone wolf life by default oh so much and and then you just you you have this real rock star moment where you're on stage hundreds of people are cheering for you you get all the photos and then you're just alone in a hotel room furiously masturbating such a (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that, that's a, that's. And then enough. you realise you forgot to like wash your hands. You're like, oh no, so many people's germs on me dick. It's such a juxtaposition <laughs> of the handshake. All those cougar, those cougar germs. All those cougar germs. <laughs> Fuck, not again. What are you guys excited about for 2019? What's What's exciting in your Ooh. future? The end of it. Already? No, 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 Jesus. It's <laughs> so early calling no, it now. Uh, 2019 shit. What, what, what month is it? April. No, I'm doing, I'm doing He's going to get a million, million subs. Million I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to do shows over there. You're going to go to Europe. I've got an Australian tour at the end of the year. God it's all damn. happening. Very exciting. Fuck. Jealous. What about you, Neil? I just want to get back on, like 2019 is a year where I just want to get motivated again and get back on track and get back into really regular content, particularly at the back end of the year. And uh, I've got some character ideas that I want to test out on my main channel. And um, yeah, I think I've I've moved on a little bit from the, the cultural short films. I think I've said everything I could possibly say in those. And mm. I also think a lot of those were targeting the, the cultural left. And, and now everyone, like a lot of people do that. So I'm just like, I've, I've, I've said what I want to say there. And now I want to just experiment and try different things and... <laughs> it sounds like a porn it. video. <laughs> I just want to experiment, try different things. Want to experiment? Mm. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's, it's not. It's not like a reset, but uh, this is a real shake up year for for me and my uh, my career. And awesome. yeah, it's good. Yeah, why not? What about exactly. you? I want to be a self help guru. <laughs> Man, I love I'm your, out of peace, cunts. Dude, like, I love <laughs> your self help guru. So are you going to get cap, cap teeth and you'll have ads on uh, Instagram? Oh, I can no, tell no, you no, no, about no. drop shipping. Man, oh, his man. self-help videos are have so you good. Seen, have you seen that guy on Instagram? Yes. No, who's that? Have you seen him? Is he, do, do, there's one dude he that lives on the like Gold Coast. a shit suit and he's like, man. Isn't that all of them? If you want to know how to develop income online, then you need to listen to this video and it's going to go for two real, minutes. The really buff Aussie guy? No, nah, he's not buff. He's some skinny little dude. He did it in a cemetery once, a video, and he's like, <laughs> your life is going to end soon. And you need to know how to develop capital online. And I'm going to tell you how. Stick around for the next two minutes <laughs> and I'm going to show you how to change your life today. <laughs> Did you stick around or you just click skip? No, I watched the whole thing because it was hilarious. Good on make, you, man. I'm going to make a video yeah. on him because he's a fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember the guy, but it's, it's sort of similar to that sort of stuff. It's just like him standing on the beach. He's got horribly, he's clearly got dentures on now. And he's like... I'll tell you about this great thing. I had this animation business and I was struggling, but I found Amazon fulfillment. It's like, yeah, you and a million other people, mate. Damn, so that's basically just secret Amazon. <laughs> By the way, Jeff Bezos' Jeff Bezos's wife 
yeah. walked away with $36 billion Shit. in the divorce settlement. She's now the fourth richest woman in the world. Ha- Hashtag the wealth gap. We'll earn. Hashtag <laughs> get your fucking prenup done. Well, it doesn't matter, though. Prenups are worth nothing. I really? Think. But what yeah. is 36 billion Jeff Bezos? Like, what was in his uh, wallet that, that day? That was half. Fuck. She got half of his wealth. Well, that's always the case. It's always it? the case. Oh. But what does but, she but, do? Well, to be honest, if you look at- Bill Burr I've read such a good bidder. <laughs> I've read the Amazon yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. Uh, yes. How many, she, she didn't create how many all that value. How many 50 shots could you do? Is that the right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. But I've read the book and she, in the early years, like they really counted on- He he would have really counted on her. So really what she's getting yeah. is for the, for what she gave up in Without those early doubt, years. Without a doubt, in a lot of situations, the wife has definitely contributed to- But 36 billion dollars yeah <laughs> i mean look i'm gonna be honest surely one billion's fair right i think, I think, I think <laughs> how do you spend a billion <laughs> but what is oh, that's a, it's a good topic because like my you know i, I don't want to um give out too much but my uncle's actually going through a divorce at the moment i'm learning all about how many billions is his moment. wife getting obviously not a billion but it's generally 50 50 even though all the work is done typically by one the view is you're in a contract that the government manages and the, you're in this thing and this family together and that's the deal but this is the Marriage- thing this is everyone always makes this out to be like a gender thing but it's actually just a thing about economics and how it's written out because yeah, i know this chick and she worked really hard and then she married some deadbeat she lost it like she okay she had to open up yeah, a small business with her own like the rest of the money that she had left after like this guy just came in and took everything that she has to drive past her old house like she was ready to retire she's like 65 every day to pick up vegetables to go fucking ca- cut up shit in her like late 60s Man. you know like it's just it's the way the court system's designed it's just whoever has the most money they just are instantly the devil. Yeah, it's gross. It's an archaic... <laughs> it's so gross. bad. It's I think it's bad. an archaic way of looking at it because traditionally marriage was, uh, you know, it was a way to pull shared resources and bring yeah. two families together. But now it's more, I love this person and there's more of a romantic ideal about it. But mm. we still mm. have that law situated about the economics. Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty yeah. lucky in my family is like everyone has run or started a small business and the partners together are fairly involved in that. Like my mum controls everything financially in my in my f- direct or immediate family. My Sounds uncle like and his wife run their business together. marriage. No, no well, you know, it depends, depends on everyone. But like, you know, and then me, my partner, then there's my cousin and her partner run their business together. So we've been quite lucky. I mean, my uncle was a bit different in mm. this regard. She was a bit of a, she was a bit of a gold, gold digger. digger. Maybe um, they exist. This is why I'm a she was single, man. genuinely awful person. <laughs> maybe, maybe with Bezos, no one could take my money. <laughs> he doesn't care about money. Bezos. He's got so much money. He's got so much money that Jeff Bezos sent dick pics. Well, the richest man in the world sent dick pics. Yeah, I remember. Like if you this. need to send a dick pic, and you're the richest man in the world. I think you need to address some more things in your marriage. Yeah, but it was to his partner, though. It doesn't matter. Why are you sending a dick pic? I don't know. People like to sext. <laughs> you just Bezos. Just get her on a point. fucking private jet and tell her to come over and suck a little bit of Amazon dick. Yeah, but he's so... <laughs> I, I, I can just see it. He's so obsessed with changing the world and starting his space company and all that uh, that he'd be like, no, nah, work too important. I mean, sometimes logistically it doesn't, doesn't work. She might be busy as billionaires well. Billionaires are people too. They've got their, uh, their they're vices. Normal. They're people. They've got dicks. <laughs> it's 
fact. Can you prove that? <laughs> and, and a smartphone. Billionaires <laughs> have dicks. <laughs> I reckon Jeff Bezos would be more pissed about the fact that he's having to give away this money and he won't be able to use it towards his space company. I'd suck Jeff Bezos' dick for a billion dollars. Oh, 100%. Suck it for a million. <laughs> I'd suck it for a thousand. Yeah, a thousand. Trying to outdo me I'd just suck it. <laughs> I'd suck anyone's dick. Yeah. Jordan's like, oh, I'd suck it. I'm hungry. <laughs> I haven't had lunch. Give me some jizz. I am protein. Um, I reckon we jump into, we're just about to clock on two hours. So let's uh, finish off with some short questions I want to ask you. Yep. We can go around Ooh. Uh, anti-clockwise. Uh, morning routine right now. Right now, I uh, quick. I'll, I'll, fuck, how quick do you want me to <laughs> hurry up? Stop talking about it. Wake up. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I try to meditate. I have a cold shower. Go for a walk. Then I uh, then that's my morning. Break. Then I have breakfast. Yeah. Isaac, I wake up, go get a coffee uh, from Macca's, and uh, Shep Brandel. <laughs> and um, and then I go and I try. I do uh, an hour and a half of training every morning. I do an hour, half an hour of MMA training and then kickboxing training. Fuck. And then I go back fuck. and. Write videos and f- uh, film and edit and all that type of shit, whatever I need to do that day. Fuck, I would never start a fight with you. No, don't. I'll, <laughs> I'll kill you. And then after that, I go to the gym in the afternoon and I go to bed. Watch maths. Whoa, you do MMA and You and watch maths? Hang on, hang on. Mm, you watch damn. maths? Fuck you. Yeah. Jesus Great Christ. Show. It's hilarious watching these people that are far worse off than me. Uh, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, look, I think it's important to acknowledge that what Isaac said is one of the truest things it's ever said. It is funny to make fun of people that are worse off than you. Now, King, <laughs> <laughs> punching down. Uh, it is. It's so much better than punching comedy. up. Oh, mate. But anyway, yeah, it's just exercise, read, meditate. Has always been for the last ten years of my life. I just read it in a Tony Robbins book. Been doing it ever since. Exercise, I swear read, by it. meditate. I mm. love it. I've never read a book. Surely, fucking hell! I've got. Surely you read you. Toad Rage no, Year Four. Never read a book. What? Really? Even Harry Potter, I skipped pages because I can't. I can't concentrate like that. Can't do it. So many people our age are like that. Can't yeah. do it. It's really, it's, it's kind of bad. I think smartphones have, have done that. Yeah, that, that For a that. while there too, I used to read a lot when I was a teenager. Then when I was 18, 19, I was like, oh, screw that. That's lame. And then, <laughs> and then I've picked up this habit of whenever I'm trying to like pay <laughs> out a culture, I'll put on a wog accent. <laughs> and I'll punch him down. You, oh, listen, bro. I've totally Told picked you. it up from you. Listen, bro. What are you reading, bro? As racist as that hey, bro. is. Yeah. Bro, you feel the seal. It's funny. Not it's so freaking do like that. Um, and then I really, like about a year or two ago, I was like, I, this is not healthy. And, and I've, yeah, I've, I've tried, been able to concentrate now and I do read now. I can't do it. I try I to read why. every day. Okay, so uh, no book recommendations then. Let's not do that. Uh, evening, routine. <laughs> evening routine, go. I, ch- I just, just relax in the evening, like have dinner. and yeah. Weights and maths, despicable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I've got a greyhound. I cuddle up with my greyhound. Great, great little greyhound. Uh, Rosie. She's Rosie. Beautiful. Check out. if you if, This is a direct uh, threat to everyone out there. If you don't adopt a greyhound, you're a bad person. Um, <laughs> best dogs. Absolutely they best dogs. They They're are. incredible yeah. dogs. Mm-hmm. And they, there's, there's, I've never had a dog that has loved, has, has more love in her heart than this dog. It's incredible. She loves everybody. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Jordan, evening. Uh, don't eat anything except for fruit after nine. And then I do, I, uh, yeah, I either read or write more. That's, that's pretty much all I do. I exercise, read, meditate, and then I just write. And then maybe I'll read at the end of the day. And that's my day, my life on repeat. I'm wow. a hamster. It's inspiring. Then, then, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I would be there. Literally. <laughs> uh, all right. Last question for you guys. Uh, what's a comedic quote or just a general quote? Either's fine. Uh, that you live by or think about often? 
I think about George Carlin's quote quite a bit, and it's the, it's the comedian's job to find out where the line is and de- deliberately push it. I mean, mm. something along those lines. <laughs> I should yeah. know the line specifically, but that's I, I, I'd that's go the with gist you, of it. Carlin, uh, I what does he say? I'm uh, I'm just merely sitting in the f- front row to the freak show or something like that. Yeah, that's another one. That's that's yeah. what I love. Uh, comedy wise, uh, my one of my friends in comedy, Al Beno, who uh, Neil knows. He's from America. Joe Rogan told him, and he told me that Joe Rogan told him. This is when I first started that uh, do what you think's funny. Yeah, you said that That's last time. I like that one. That's it's my favorite one good. because it's it's so true. Mm. Do what you think is funny. Say say what you think is funny. Say what you think is funny. Okay, and you? I think it was uh, I think it was Aristotle. He was saying that. I knew you were going to blow us out of the water. <laughs> I've got Rogan. All right, <laughs> Rogan, <laughs> Carlin. It well, was Aristotle that said once in... <laughs> on the 25th day of the fourth month, Aristotle sent to his people. Man, you think you're but there is some debate about whether it was the 20th or 21st. Uh, yeah, Thou so. art doth cloth not what. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was saying that the ultimate of, uh, of a, comedi- a comedian's role is to point out people who like are the exact opposite of the Delphic Oracle, which is know thyself. So a comedian is pointing out people that don't aren't aware of something. Um, and then a clown's role is to just be so unaware of how ridiculous they are. But the thing is, as a comedian, we'll never be as funny as just retarded people. You know what I mean? Like just maps. absolute more maps. maps. People on maps, you'll never be funnier than that. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> retarded like American, that's retarded so in the American context, not British. Because when we when we do that thing where we were just talking about, about like not, not punching down specifically, but making fun of people that you could say are below... We're not just making fun of them because they're below us and unsuccessful. We're making fun of the fact that they're self they're not aware. They're not of the aware. Self, they're, they're not self aware. Self unaware, and you yeah. can do exactly the same thing to rich people. But the difference is when a rich person is you're making fun like my Malcolm Turnbull character, you're making fun of the fact that they live in such a bubble of opulence mm. that like their lifestyle is kind of just like why would anyone catch a train? Kind of like that that under that view of the world, you know? Mm. But it's always just about pointing out unawareness. Being the jester. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Jordan Peterson's got a good quote on that, which I didn't cover, but anyway. <laughs> Look, guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, we've cracked on two hours. Uh, I'm so glad, even though I, we first spoke about this in probably November of last year, I'm so glad I got you in all in the room. And uh, even with our table troubles, we were able to get this going. So I like your table. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's a great table. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Cheers. thank you. Goodbye, good. everybody. Goodbye. Have Bye, a great guys. life. Thank you for making it to the end. Before you run off, we need your help to grow this audience. Subscribe on your podcast app. Subscribing will give you priority access and help your fellow-minded listeners find Uncommon or consider sharing this with a friend who you think would enjoy these sorts of episodes and this will go a very, very long way in helping us build the audience. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Twitter or consider subscribing on YouTube as well. You just need to search for Neural, N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E or consider following us on Instagram as well by searching Uncommon, U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Neural Media. Are you an entrepreneur or maybe a marketer who 
wants to grow their business through content production, maybe you're sick of dealing with agencies or want an outsourced solution that actually fits a budget, well, Neural Media, our business, can help you with simple and affordable content production, saving you time and money by taking away that pain of producing the content. If you want to learn more, just head to neural.com slash media, which is N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E.com slash media. Play around with our pricing. Have a look at all the different options that you have. Request or consider requesting a callback from me personally. If you have a friend that runs a business or is a marketer, do send them our way. It will help us keep the lights on and producing more juicy content. Listeners to this show receive a special discount by using the promo code UNCOMMON. If you want to learn yourself as to how to create content, maybe you want to make a podcast or your very own video, just download our free series on how to create a podcast and video at the very bottom of neural.com slash media.